0: Questions, including what are we missing when we work remotely, or how do we handle work life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So, tune in to the future of work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Obviously, it's UFC 300
1: week in Las Vegas. Friday, also in Las Vegas, it's the second PFL event of the season. Had a great start on Thursday. Uh, Dakota Cheva with a solid win. You had Moldovsky on there. You had a bunch of uh, former Bellator fighters. Liz Carmouche getting a win as well in her PFL debut. And so I want to let you know that the PFL is back on April 12th with the lightweights and light heavyweights throwing it down. Last week it was the women's flyweights and the Heavyweights. You've got names like Impa Kasangane, who, of course, uh, won the 2023 light heavyweight tournament. You also have Clay Collard and Bellator, former champ, one Patricky Pitbull, is uh, is going to be on the card against Clay Collard. So if you're in Vegas for 300, go check him out. If you're at home, check them out over on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Uh, Plus. That is Friday, April 12th, live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time.
0: It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with... The
1: Mixed Martial Arts Hour is back in your life on this Monday, May 23rd, 2022. Hello again, everyone. And a very happy Victoria Day to all my fellow Canadians out there. Yes, the Monday before Memorial Day here in the United States is Victoria Day. Always a great time of the year. So if you're at home in the great white north, nothing to do. It's probably really nice outside. Scorcher of a weekend here on the East Coast. I mean, it was fantastic. Give me 95, 365 out of the year. Give me 95, 96, 97. I'd love it. All these people complain, oh, the heat, oh, the heat, oh, it's so hot, oh, I need AC. Give me 95, no AC, 365, and I am a happy man. So if it's nice up there in the Great White North, uh, maybe you're out on the deck. Maybe you're at the cottage watching the program. we got a lot to get to on today's show. And uh, I'm very excited about it. I'm really excited. Old school MMA fans will be excited about one guest in particular. You may be excited about all the guests, but there is one guest on this show, and we're doing a lot of good work over the last few weeks. You know, we had Shogun up here for the first time in his illustrious career on the program. And on today's show, we have an absolute legend. An absolute legend. The greatest of all time as far as the World Strongman Contest is concerned. Of course, you know of Mariusz Pujanowski. Nope. You know what? I've I've taught myself that we've been saying it wrong for the past uh, two decades. Mariusz Pudzianowski. The W is a V in Polish. Mariusz Pudzianowski. Legend. A.K. Mariusz Pudzianowski. Pudz. Pudzin. You know this guy. Freaking legend. I mean, the biggest mass of a human being that I've ever seen in my life. Five time. World strongman champion. Five time. Strongest man on the planet. Five times. No one has ever done it. Uh, there's a few fours, of course, the great Magnus Magnuson legend, but five-time, and uh, one of the faces of Polish MMA and one of the faces of KSW competing this weekend in the main event of their event in Łódź, Poland, not Ludge, Poland, it's Łódź, Poland, KSW 7, uh, 70, excuse me, against Michal Materla. This is a, a dream match for KSW fans. Uh, Materla, by the way, former middleweight champion, uh, moving up to heavyweight, fighting in the main event, and you may be thinking to yourself, you know, there's not a lot of MMA this weekend. There's no UFC, there's no Bellator, there's no PFL. Um, there's no, I don't know, there's there's no Invicta, there's no Cage Wars, there's no, you know, you get the point. Um, well, there's KSW. They're pretty much in focus. There's a great boxing uh, event as well, Gervonta Tank Davis against Roley Romero. But as far as MMA is concerned, it's KSW 70. So we will talk... About KSW 70, and we are being honored by the presence of one Mariusz Pujanovsky joining us on the show. Uh, I'm very excited about this. When I was younger, I would watch the the World's Strongest Man competition on TSN, they would play it over and over again. And to be in the presence of a legend, like Marius is uh is a really big deal 16 and 7. I don't think anyone thought that he would last this long. In fact, he's now been an MMA fighter longer than he's been a world strongman. How about that? So that will happen at the uh the back end of the show. And as always, we'll check in with the guys. We've got GC in the house. We've got New York Rook in the house. We got to recap the picks, a few notes on the picks in a moment. Um and as always, we are presented by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They are the official sports betting partner of the MMA Hour and the UFC. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code THE MMA HOUR for a special offer when you sign up again. That's code THE MMA HOUR. Very important. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Stay tuned for that. Also, in the second hour, we're going to be joined by the reigning defending UFC light heavyweight champion, one Glover Teixeira. He returns to action on June 11th. The light heavyweight division has been in focus as of late. Of course, with the uh, fight last weekend between Jan Bohovich. You, you see the W is actually a V, Bohovich. I've been working on my posture lately, but I should have told the team this earlier because I like to sit up. Um, Jan Bohovich and Alexander Rakic. We know about that story. We spoke to them yesterday, excuse me, last week about the knee injury and... Jan says he wants the title shot, he wants the rematch, all that stuff. So that will happen at 2.30. We'll talk to Glover about his first title defense, going to Singapore June 11th, UFC 275, defending the title against Yiri Prochaska, the Singapore indoor stadium, big time event over there, two title fights on the card, and the other title fight... Has the uh, women's flyweight champion won Valentina Shevchenko. We have not talked to her in quite some time. She will also be on the champion. So two UFC champions on the show today. Where else do you get that type of, uh, of content? That type of uh, prestige? That type of quality, guess, if you ask me. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko obviously going up against Tyler Santos, another defense for her. And in my opinion, after the Amanda Nunes loss, she is the number one pound-for-pound Female fighter on the planet. So we got the uh, the female pound-for-pound pound queen, Valentina Shevchenko, the pride of Kyrgyzstan, at uh, 2.05, Glover at 2.30. Chase Hooper will join us. He had a big win this weekend. Always love talking to Chase. In fact, the last time I spoke to Chase, I was uh, doing a show with Ben Askren, and he popped in, and he pretended to be Ben Askren's son, and I totally missed it. And I actually thought it was Ben Askren's, like, illegitimate son or something like that. He, I forget how he set it up. He said he had a son that he just found out about, and he popped in. I wasn't wearing glasses. I was like, wow, this guy kind of looks, or this kid kind of looks like Ben Askren. Uh, in the end, it wasn't Ben Askren's son. Yeah, that, I mean, if there ever was an appropriate time to play that sound, thank you, Frank. It was uh, in that moment because uh, I really blew it. But I'm looking forward to talking to uh, Chase. Uh, he looked very good over the uh, the weekend, got his first uh, bonus in the UFC, got back on track. Uh, he had lost uh, his last fight, and uh, he comes back 11 months later, and he picks up a very impressive win via TKO over Felipe Colares. Now, there was a lot of stuff that happened over the weekend. I want to talk about a few things. Obviously, there's the Anderson Silva fight exhibition sort of win Uh, In the UAE, Floyd Mayweather competed as well. We could talk about Floyd Mayweather and Anderson and Anderson and Jake Paul and all that stuff if we won. But we have to start with the UFC event. Uh, The main event was Holly Holm versus Caitlin Vieira. Caitlin Vieira won. Hotly contested fight, close fight. She wins via split decision. And I know a lot of you, including myself, thought that Holly won. Now, this is, again, one of those cases where it wasn't a robbery per se, Uh, I think it was a close fight, but I think most people, especially in MMA media, um, who tend to, you know, I feel like we kind of pay attention to these things and maybe we like to pat each other on the back, but like I feel like we tend to score these relatively correctly and shout out to the great website, mmadecisions.com. They tally up a bunch of these. Never tallied mine, but that's okay. I don't really do it that regularly, so I'm not offended or anything. But I think the vast majority, if not all of the media had it scored in favor of Holly Holm. Uh, Pretty much came down to that third round, and two judges scored it for Vieira, one for Holm. Uh, That was the the judge who scored the entire fight for Holm, 48-47. Holly was very upset afterwards. Close fight. And as is often the case in these moments, we tend to break down, complain, criticize the judging rather than the fight itself. Could Holly have done anything differently? What did Caitlin do? Could she have done anything differently to uh, you know, seal the deal, all that stuff and more? This was a costly—this is one thing that isn't really being talked about—a costly loss for Holly Holm on multiple fronts. That was the second-to-last fight on Holly Holm's contract. She now has one fight left. She has been very vocal about the fact that she wants to fight for the belt again one day. She wants to fight for that 135-pound title one more time before she calls it a UFC career. I don't know, other than signing a new deal as a 41-year-old, uh, I don't know how she gets to that title fight at this point now with the loss, right? Um, if Juliana would have won and Holly would have won, I could have seen them do a Holly Home versus Juliana Pena fight and sign Holly to a new deal. If Amanda wins, they're not going to run it back with Holly, And if Juliana wins, well, now Caitlin has the win over Holly. They're going to probably give it to her. So she's in a tough spot. Not only does it put her in a tough spot in the UFC, there's been some talk, renewed interest in that super fight, that dream fight between her and Katie Taylor. Taylor has talked about it. Taylor has talked about it for years. Her manager has talked about it. Her promoter has talked about it. And Holly has now warmed up to it. And I know Holly's team wants it or is interested in it as well. I don't think it hurts that fight as much as maybe the title shot in the UFC because, you know, this will, if they did somehow figure out how to do Katie versus Holly Holm, it will be really based on Holly's previous boxing career, pitting it against Katie, who is the greatest 35er of all time, all that stuff. She's going into the Boxing Hall of Fame next month. So it doesn't hurt it, but it does slow the momentum a little bit. Now, she didn't get schooled, a lot of us thought she won. Um, She didn't get knocked out, anything like that. But it does kind of, you know, a win is a win, right? It does kind of slow it down. So a very costly loss, a very costly loss. Uh, Speaking of costly losses, uh, the Helwani Dog of the Week unfortunately suffers another loss that's now three weeks in a row. I'm a little bit, I'm at peace with this one, if I'm being honest. Uh, We picked Santiago Pantanibbio, as you all remember, and uh, he loses to Michelle Pajera. And, you know, we could admit when, uh, when we suffered defeat, Pejeta deserved to win that fight, 29-28. I thought he won the first two rounds rather convincingly, rocked Ponzinibbio a bunch of times, wasn't exactly the most technical affair, rather sloppy, but he nailed him with some massive shots. And actually, I was surprised a few times that Ponzinibbio didn't go down. Now, I thought Ponzinibbio rebounded quite nicely and, and won the third, but it was too little too late. I have no idea how Pajeda makes 170. The guy's gigantic on the scales of 170-pounder, and then he's gigantic the next day when fighting. Uh, it looks like he's like 200 pounds when he's in there. Just his body's massive compared to these other welterweights. Uh, but that's our three in a row. I liked the pick. I felt confident about the pick. Uh, but Pajedas looked good as of late, and, uh, and he's now a bit of a player at 170. Called out Jorge Masvidal afterwards, um, brought up the DM thing. Masvidal comes back with the all-time greatest you know receipt showing that it was actually responding to his wife a bit of a weird one wife comes out we could get into all of that as well but i want to get back to the 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 judging stuff and the scoring stuff and i know you all are waiting for me to go on some kind of rant here about open scoring and how it would you know do xyz and, and so there's a few things that i want to just get off my chest and then i want to ask GC uh, and New York Rick about this as well. Number one, I have never said this is starting to actually kind of piss me off. I have never ever said that open scoring would fix judging. I have never said that. I have never sat here on any other show and said that open scoring would fix judging. Because I see a lot of people saying, like, nah, we need to get better judges. That would fix judging. I'm like, yeah, of course. Of course we need better judges. Of course we need judges who understand how to score MMA fights based on what the rules stipulate. Of course it would be great to have fighters and coaches and broadcasters who understand that. I have never said that, oop, turn the light on, open scoring, now all of a sudden there'll be no controversies, there'll be no drama, there'll be no debate. I've never said that, ever. Absolutely never. Produce that piece of content for me, you won't find it. I've never said that. What I have said is, and I will reiterate this perhaps in a little more clear way, I believe that the reason why open scoring would be great would be for a few reasons. Number one, it's a bridge to improving the judging because open scoring to me is all about accountability. It's all about, all right, if you aren't doing your job, if you aren't on the hot seat, if you aren't scoring fights the right way, if you aren't looking at the right type of thing, well, when does the accountability come? It comes in 15 seconds at the end of a fight and then they shoo everyone out and then it's on to the next one, right? That's what they typically do. Well, if it's happening in the middle of a fight and if it's a three-round fight, it probably only happens once. If it's happening in a title fight and maybe it happens twice then, well, now there's a little more focus, just like there is in other sports when there's bad officiating on the bad judging. And perhaps that focus, that pressure, that accountability would lead to improvement. Now, at the end of the day, they brought in these new rules, the new, new unified rules. Some of the states use different things. It's all very confusing. Another thing I have said in the past is, hey, if we had a national commission and everyone was using the same rules and everyone came together, and uh, there were seminars and there were, you know, you 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 you, you update everyone and you you know, you go you go through these conferences and all this stuff. None of this is really being done. California does a great job every month. They have this little Zoom session and people come together. But there isn't enough of that being done. And so the only reason why I advocate for the open scoring is I feel, at the very least, like the fighters should know where they stand. If they're going to get screwed, if they're going to be misjudged, at least let them know where they stand. Now, I saw people over the weekend be like, well, it wouldn't have mattered in the Holly holm Caitlin Vieira fight because she won the fifth round, Holly did. Well, maybe if she found out that she won the, th- she lost the third round, maybe she does something different in the fourth and fifth. I don't know. There's a lot of people that want to poke holes in the open scoring thing, but never really offer anything other than, well, the judging needs to be changed, or the judges need to be changed, or they need to bring in new judges. Guess what? I have been watching and covering MMA professionally since 2006. There ain't a lot of new refs or judges being brought into this game. It's a lot of the same dudes. In fact, I would say the ones in the UK probably are doing a better job of, you know, freshening things up a little bit. But if we're being honest, it's a lot of the same officials. Look at them. Look at the names. Look at the faces. It's a lot of the same ones. So there isn't like this, you know, conveyor belt of talent being brought in. And of course, we've talked about how it's a thankless job and they don't get paid all that much and all that stuff. Uh, I get all of that. So what's one way that we can bridge the gap to that improvement? Because yes, I agree. They should get better. It should all be improved. Well, one quick-ish fix is just make it all out in the open. Just let the world know what's going on in real time and let the fighters know if they're about to be screwed. Let them have a say in the matter. Let them be able to change their fate, as opposed to, end of the fight, you couldn't do anything about it, you got screwed, thank you, here's your half a pay. And it it got me thinking about the Derek Brunson tweets of last week, where he talked about the USADA app, and he talked about how, you know, oh, I'm being, you know, this app sucks, and I have to tell them where I am 24-7, and this is crazy, and I responded to it a little bit. Like, could you imagine being an independent contractor? Meaning, someone who comes to your your gardener, right? Your your I don't know your guy who fixes your cable, your guy who fixes your broken uh, your broken sink, your plumber, whatever, your handyman. Can you imagine being that guy and coming to your house what twice a year, three times a year, but having to tell me what you're doing for three sixty five, having to update? Your whereabouts, 365 because you did two or three jobs for me. I'm only paying you two to three times a year, but you got to tell me where you are at all time. And oh, by the way, you got to wear a uniform when you come to my house. You got to do what I say. You can't come in wearing this type of clothes. You can't do... No, it doesn't work. That's not how life works. And I I know that you're going to say like, oh, what does one have to do with the other? What it has to do with the other is the lack of say that these men and women have in their careers. The only real thing that they have... In terms of what they can determine and say for themselves, is who's coaching them. Because guess what? Even management is sometimes a problem. UFC will say, We don't like your manager. We're not dealing with them. You have to get someone new. Or we're going to go around you. Or we're going to bring in someone else to fix this issue. It's really just the people in your corner. They can't wear what they want. You can't even hold a flag at this point. You don't even know where you stand as far as your score is concerned, your fight is concerned. Almost every step of the way, they don't have a say. They have no say in the matter. And so what I would like, that's why I talk about open scoring, is just give more of that power to the fighters, just a little bit more of that power. And that's why I think Invicta deserves a lot of credit, and that's why I think Kansas deserves a lot of credit, Colorado deserves a lot of credit, and you'll sit here and be like, oh, the WBC does it. This, Well, show me the MMA promotions that are doing it. Those are different sports. Those are, di- okay, fine. And and show me the fights in boxing where they've done it, where it's drastically changed it, where it's made it that much worse. Oh, you could pick out little examples here out of hundreds upon thousands of fights. You could pick up little examples here. Show me the major MMA events that have tried this, that have tried to improve, that have tried to evolve, that have tried to get better, and uh, it hasn't worked just show me that. Rather than saying no, it's not going to work. We need better judges. All right, well, when's that going to happen? In two, three, four, five years? Well, until then, what are we going to do? Just sit around and bellyache about this? Sit around and just let fighters get screwed, especially when they only get half their purse if they get screwed? Would you rather that? Ultimately, at the end of the day, open scoring or not, I just want you all to be very clear about one thing. As long as there's a 10-point must system, there's always going to be controversial decisions. This is a boxing... We've been talking about this on this show for over a decade now. This is a boxing scoring system. It's always going to be controversial. It's always going to be somewhat debatable. Always, without a doubt. It's a boxing scoring system that has been implemented into the sport that is very different than boxing. And now the big thing that everyone wants to talk about is damage, damage, damage. But this ain't a video game where like there's a meter, and every time someone gets hit and is damaged you know, their color goes down. That, in its own right, is very subjective. It's very hard to score MMA fights based on the criteria and based on the scoring system. It's damn near impossible. So it is a thankless job, and it is a tough job, and what I want is accountability. That's all. Let it be out there in the open. Let the fighters know. And I've asked enough over the last few months, I would think my guy Jedi provided me with some of the names... Some of the names that said that they were open to it, Rockhold, Matt Brown, Wonderboy, Whitaker, Bisping, Eddie Hearn, Canelo Alvarez, Tyson Fury, Corey Sanhagen, Cub Swanson, MVP, Carlos Barza. Ally Quinta said, nah, I don't like it. I don't like it. And so that got me thinking about something. See, again, I'm trying to adapt. I'm trying to evolve. I don't want to just sit here and parrot the same freaking thing over and over again like a lot of you out there. And I'm not sitting here and throwing shade at everyone like everyone loves to throw shade at me. I see you all with your little tweets and your little thing. It's fine, we can have different opinions on things. But all right, I go back to the lab and I say, all right, how can we make this better? How can we come to a middle ground? How can we get this to the spot until they improve the judging, until they improve the judges, until maybe, God willing, one day, they actually improve the scoring system that has never been right for MMA, How can we come to a middle ground? So I want to I want to propose something to GC and your crew. Can we bring these guys up here for a second? Okay. So this is what I'd like to propose. How are you doing, guys? Good to see you again. Happy Monday. Let's just let's just get into it. Skip the formalities and the pleasantries. Okay. This is it. it. This is it. I'm not talking about changing the rules. I'm not talking about changing the scoring. I'm not talking about changing the criteria. This is what I'm talking about. Let's say there's 12 fights at UFC 275, right? Friday, after they weigh in, okay? They go to the back, they do the medicals. Let's say I'm uh, Mr. Commissioner in Singapore. It's probably the UFC in charge. You get what I'm saying? Arizona, Vegas, uh, Nevada, New York, Florida. And let's say the fight is uh, Valentina Shevchenko versus Tyler Santos. I'm going to go up to Valentina Shevchenko and say, all right, you understand this is a five-round fight, 25 minutes, five-minute rounds. Yes, you're aware of this. Yes are you in favor of open scoring? She says, yeah, I would like open scoring. Big fight, lot at stake, cool. I'm going to go to Tyler Santos. Tyler Santos, big fight, 25 minutes, five rounds, da, da 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 Are you in favor of open scoring for this fight? Would you like open scoring for this fight? She says yes, we got a deal. She says no, no open scoring. And so what I'm basically saying is, go to every single fight on the card and ask them. And if they both agree, use it for that fight. And if they both one says yes, one says no, now it's off the table. I'm sorry, you couldn't come to an agreement. The two opponents have to agree, and if they both want it, because I can guarantee you, more often than not, you see, the I Quinta thing, really, because I really respect him, sold you a great house, legend. <laughs> no, I was like, all right, fine. There's one guy. There's literally yeah. one, the first guy. Oh, what, mm-hmm. if, what if we go, right, show me another guy. Who else has been saying, I see mm-hmm. Joe Ban tweeting me, all these guys. come, t- Ricky Simone, you come, to, you come to the fighters, and you say, all right, do you agree? If they both agree, let's go. So, I don't hate this. I fixed it. I fixed judging.
2: Frank, breaking news. (laughs) Breaking news. Thank you. I fixed judging. I fixed it. Yes. I think there's two things. First of all, great idea. i got so much to say. Two things. One, you didn't fix judging because judging and and open scoring are two very separate things. They have to be thought of as separately. I don't agree that one solves the other. I said that, right? But you just said you solved judging. We're going to rewind a little bit. Um. Two, um, I don't hate it as somebody who is not in favor of open scoring. I don't like open scoring. I do think it eliminates drama. Um, Again, we can get into the debate on that. But to address your point. That's not
1: looking at the fighter's perspective. I'm not. I am not. I'm looking only at the entertainment
2: perspective. Yes, me. But I am open to that idea that you've just proposed. But I I would go one step further and ask, why does it have to be an agreed upon thing? Why can't one fighter have the score told to them and one fighter not? Why do we have to have consensus between the two fighters? Why not just say, hey, Valentina, do you want to know the score after each round? Yes. Great. Tell Valentina the score after each round. Tyla, you don't want to? We're not going to tell you. Why does it even have to be? So how are they going to the tell m- her? They're just going to
3: say in her corner?
2: Yeah, tell her a corner between rounds.
1: Hey. In, this, in
3: is- this world, do the fans get to know?
1: Well, you see, that's where it gets interesting. I, I actually don't hate what you just said.
3: Yeah.
2: Ultimately, the fans don't really matter in this equation because they're watching the fight. Well, your I, intention, your whole argument and, and your, the basis of this is for the fighters to have that knowledge, not yes. necessarily the, yeah, the crowd. Care less so about the crowd. I am proposing, why not just let the individual fighter decide?
1: I'm in. I just want it to be a fair sort of you know, Yeah, give them both the, the
2: chance, but only if you don't want it. If you're Alia Quinta, right? If you're Alia Quinta and you say, I don't want to know. I just want to go in there, bite down on my mouthpiece and throw. Then you don't have to. Now, it will change, as to GC's point, Like you're not going to show necessarily the um, info in the arena um, as as the scorecards go, but that fighter still has that knowledge. You can tell them in their corner, hey, you're down two
3: rounds. It doesn't change a a thing for anybody um, in that case.
2: What do
1: you think, GC?
3: Ariel, you would be just as happy in this situation if only the fighters got to know and the fans didn't find out at all?
1: Listen, if the fighters know, I think it would make sense because I I actually do agree. But yes, to answer your question, yes. But I actually disagree with New York Rick in that I actually think it makes it more compelling. If you have a three-round fight, and at the end, I would say in a three-round fight, you only do it once after the second. I would even argue in a five-round fight, just do it maybe once, maybe twice max, not after every round. And that score flashes. It's so funny. Like, I wish I could talk to DC right now. I'd be like, wait... You, Daniel Cormier, who comes from a sport where there's actual scoring, where you know exactly where you stand in the Olympic Games, you don't want open scoring? How could that be? He said yesterday he doesn't like open scoring. Fine. I get it's a little bit different. But, yes, ultimately, it's about the fighters. I'm the only one in this whole freaking game that cares about the fighters. I said it. The only one. (laughs) I care more about the fighters than the fighters themselves. You guys have to update an app to let the world know where you are, let the promotion know where you are. And guess what? You know what's the best part? The actual employees of said organization don't even have to do that. This is something that an employee should have to do. The, the, do right. do employees of the UFC have to update an app where they are at all times? But yeah, the well, independent contractors do. Do you guys like, realize how fucked up like that the, is? Oh, but, but it's to keep come.
3: the fighters from like not cheating. It's not yeah, like the employees about the about
2: the, the steroid use of anybody
1: yeah, else okay. in the UFC. Anyone at the UFC has that been, can has that steroids. been
2: collectively bargained? I agree with you. Has that yes. been I decided? But here's here's where I think your argument can can have holes poked in it and i don't think it's on the merit of it i don't think it's on the basis you are combining and conflating so many things you are you are mixing you are messing up too many I things I already in the said pot. at the
1: beginning open scoring doesn't fix judging
2: i'm just trying to get I know, us a bridge but when you to make these arguments you 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 decided to make this this um this argument on the back of a controversial judging decision they're not related Honestly, they are this not related was, it does not this fix wasn't it. this
1: was not a controversial it was it was a close fight it just
2: comes up every week. So I, today everyone's – everyone's yes, all up in my mentions. These, everyone's these coming out of the These things need to board. remain separate if you're going to make a, an argument that is not going to get confused. And I understand why people are not understanding your argument because, again, we're – now we're mixing no, in – No, they now we're mixing in the collective bargaining and the, and the yes. drug testing. Yes. These things are all related. They are all They're related. related. They're not the same argument and they need to be separated. And and otherwise it will continue to be confused. The
1: point is the fighters don't have a say in well, the that, matter.
2: That's the umbrella point. That's, that's the overarching point. And so now point. I'm
1: giving you different examples where they I, don't have a say. And I agree with Drug that. Testing, the fighters judging, should have a say
2: in all this. Sponsors. I agree with that. But no one I don't... seems to care. Oh.
1: I mean, I care I about care. the
2: entertainment. No, you don't. You <laughs> well, just <no>. said <laughs> entertainment. You couldn't care less. Okay, let me let me ask you this. And, th- and this this is uh, for for the entertainment. Every sport, basketball, football, baseball, wrestling, whatever sport you're talking about, it is a combination of two things, competitive athletics and entertainment. They are not divorced from each other. It is the combination. Even pro wrestling, right? Pro wrestling is high on the entertainment scale, low on the competition scale because it's predetermined outcomes, right? I'm talking about professional wrestling, not amateur wrestling. Basketball, good combination of the two, right? Entertainment product, but clear rule set, things like that. There is a sliding scale of both of these those things, entertainment and sports competitiveness that happens in all of these sports. In MMA, we are higher on the entertainment scale than we are on the competitive sports scale than, let's say, basketball. There, I am, I'm in agreement, and I can readily admit to you that there is a disservice to the fighter by not knowing the score. But I am, as the consumer of this product— and the organization in in the case of the UFC that is putting on the product willing to take that willing to accept that that uh, reality of the situation and produce the product that fans enjoy so i am i am willing to go with that if the fighters tomorrow all of them came out and said we demand open scoring i relent great take it By the I, way, I think you've got deserve a running it.
1: tally right now of the vast majority of the UFC <laughs> roster <laughs> saying we'll just we hang want on it. to al we'll just hang on to Al and we'll keep our entertainment
2: <laughs> but my point is There is an acceptable level of entertainment in all of these sports that the rules are are altered to be entertaining. That is just the reality. Not everything is purely for the benefit of the athlete. There is no sport that is just purely for the benefit of the athlete. Is there
1: one thing that happens in the UFC that is the benefit of the athlete? I can't think of Uh, one thing.
3: I can't think of one thing. But I also think with open scoring, it can still. I almost think that open scoring can create more exciting matchups. Yes! Sometimes when you get the confirmation, going especially <laughs> in a three-round fight. Yes. when you know it's one-one okay, one going into round three. I,
1: I couldn't agree more. They flashed that score on this, the scoreboard. I was like, "Oh snap!" Except yes, that is round like, this it's is one it. One. Like it's tied going into
3: round three. Here's third where that round.
1: argument always falls wants apart. To bring up
2: the negative, what
1: about the positive?
2: Here's where that argument falls apart. We have open scoring. There are places that have there are organizations yeah. and jurisdictions that have had open scoring yeah. and, and when this has not failed? happened. When has it failed? What do you mean, failed? Like, Meaning, nobody is cheering in the crowd when the score gets flashed. Yeah, guess it just what? doesn't because happen. It's With Invidia. all respect it does not to Invicta, happen.
1: there's 12 people in the yeah. crowd. <laughs> boxing <laughs> fights,
2: boxing fights, MMA fights. There is no uproar. There, and the fighters aren't fighting harder. There is no evidence to show that this happens. There's zero. Yeah, there's, there's also none.
1: no evidence in the in those sports that you can freaking punch a guy when he's out. Like, these sports are different. You can't Wait,
2: con- No, I'm talking... But what? there's also no MMA. evidence that it ruins and, it. The only, like the only main promotion that, that does it is Invicta at this point. Oh, Combate does it a little bit. But the, yeah, Combate says there's, there's no what? one there. So why are we not looking at, at those examples, though? Why are we not looking to them and saying, okay, it hasn't materially affected the—, the Negatively as well, though. You have to I, say yeah. negatively. I'm not, yes, I'm, so not I'm with saying. you on that. So your reason to make a change is because it hasn't negatively or positively affected I'm trying anything? To improve,
1: I'm trying, no, I would say it's actually been positive. Ask How? the
2: Invicta fighters.
1: They like it. They like to know where they stand. It, it, Shannon herself says she likes it. Why did she say she liked it? Because it gives power to the fighters. One of the all-time great promoters in the history of the sport says she wants to give power to the fighters. Imagine that.
2: Right? Imagine that. You were talking about entertainment. Again, two things are being confused. You were talking about the entertainment aspect. You were saying that it will make things more entertaining. I said, prove it. Show me. Yes. Show me the examples. But also
3: to your point, saying it will be less entertaining, I want you to prove that as well. I didn't say it.
2: Yeah, you did.
1: You said yeah, you oh, did. Yeah. So where's you the said example? You like
3: the entertainment aspect you, you of it, and this will th- this take is, away from th- that.
1: GC, this is what they all do on, online. They're like, okay, it's not going to work, and then they offer nothing. I didn't say it's Ga- not going to work. Okay, so then let me prove it.
2: Let's prove do it. it at UFC 276. Oh well, that, okay. You're saying <laughs> well, how can I prove it? I love these ideas. It has but, like, happened. They're not going to come to fruition. It like, has happened already. No, no, no. We I have want open it. scoring
1: fights. I want it on the biggest stage. UFC. I want a UFC is, event with open scoring. This Just is do theoretical. This is theoretical. What they do? Freaking events at the apex for two years. They can't do one open scoring event. They can't try it with one. Dude, by the way, guess I'm not,
3: what? what? Do a contender series.
1: Can you do it for a contender I'm, series? Yeah. I'm fine. Try it. Go we for the ultimate fighter. We went from
3: UFC 276 to Dana White's contender series. Dude, that's what it at you agree on. The road to Singapore tournament.
1: Can you, you do it? Just try it. That's all I say. If it fails, I'll be the first to say. You know but what? See, that
2: sucked. Your your idea, and also your idea of like. Huge success, failure. That's not real either. Like there is no. It's not going to be a huge success, and it's not going to be a failure. It's going to be nothing. Is the which is what it has society. been. There's I'm just, open
3: to it. I'm open to seeing it. Okay. Would, what, about my like agree, see it. what about my agreement thing in the back? Fine. I like it. that idea. Again, but that idea is never I'm going not, to happen. What? My <laughs> argument isn't, It's because it's, it's never going
2: to happen. My argument isn't open scoring is dumb. I'm not saying that. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is, it's been used and it's shown nothing. So what? But it what, hasn't shown bad. So? So there you go. It if has fighters shown bad, are bad, so that, that's the reason to change something? Because, because it, well, hasn't, it been hasn't been bad? if it hasn't shown
1: bad, then it's been good. If it no, hasn't that's shown bad true. and that the fighters are in favor of it, that's then I support it.
2: That's a wrong argument. What just because think? it hasn't been bad doesn't mean it hasn't been know good. What? I,
1: I want to get Shannon Knapp on this, on this uh, program to talk about why it has been so good. I might sure. just do that.
2: Sure. I like that. I'd like to hear it. But yes, go to the back. It hasn't done. Okay. It hasn't had
1: any material effect. <laughs> hey, the go to the back thing
2: isn't happening, dude. <laughs> Max, hey
1: Max, I'm okay with you that. You want open scoring for this? Volkanovski said yes. Yeah, uh, you know what? See. We got screwed.
2: I, but, but why do they need to agree? That's what I don't get. Why do they need to agree? I kind of like it if they agree. Again, entertainment fighters knowledge. These two things can be separated. You don't need are You don't need to combine the two. You don't need to combine the two. Okay, but in this case, where I want everything to be somewhat uniform, everyone on the same. Page. Well, now you're t- now Man, you, you're talking about fighters. What if there's some fighters who don't want to know? Now you're. Oh, then now they you're say no. Now away. it's all.
1: I'm sorry, bud. Well,
2: now the other fighter got screwed, right? Max wants it. Now no. he got screwed because he doesn't get tango. it. Takes okay, two to well, Take so two, somebody's this, getting this this screwed. Always, somebody's always getting screwed. <laughs> no, 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 screwed. no. We're giving you the opportunity.
1: Hey, Ma- and by the way, <laughs> split it. Maybe off. Max calls up Alex. Yo, bro. You know, like what happened? Why didn't you want it? Yeah, I'll slip if you an do, extra ten percent. If they do the
3: backdoor thing too, the fans can't know. Because we couldn't Split be going in and out broadcast. It's like, okay, this one's going to be open scored. This one isn't. Why well, like, not?
1: Isn't that freaking I, great? S- <laughs> yeah, Split I it up. I don't think that would ever happen. Uh, John, Ooh, we, we get the card?
3: These are going to be yo, open scored.
1: Uh, Anik, uh, coming up in the featherweight division, brought to you by Modelo, Brood for the Fighting Spirit. we got an open scoring fight coming up on the card now. <laughs> UFC two hundred and seventy-six. It's Max Holloway that, now. That's not you're happening. Telling you're telling me Across
3: it, the board. I, I want it
1: across
2: the board or, or nothing.
1: If okay, you're primary... Like yeah all see,
2: or nothing. see now you lose the it's for the fighters. if your primary argument is it's for the fighters and it's for their knowledge only, let the individual fighter decide it should have no effect if okay. their opponent doesn't want that's it fun. only they get it that's only fun. they get that info if that's your argument, then you have to accept that reality
3: man then we're, then there would be like so much speculation if someone came out like looking for a crazy finish and everything oh, did they get told the score and they know they'd, that they're to, losing like, yeah you be able able interesting to know that, that might even create more drama
1: by the way, could you imagine like Tell me, has an Invicta fighter come out and said, this screwed me up? Have they said Listen, it was as the, the someone most amazing thing that changed the, the trenches? trenches. I, I enjoy this? open scoring. By the way, great call here from EK. Remember DJ versus Ian McCall one when he got screwed because of the bad freaking math in Australia? Yeah. If One of Dana's talking points in the interview with Ariel Hawani was that he would have loved to see the fans' reaction if they found out that the fight was a draw and they were going to a sudden death round. You remember that?
2: Everyone's like, oh, my God. Son, yeah, but they down. would have found out a draw at the end of the fight.
1: Yeah, and then they freaking screwed it up. Had we known in the heat of the battle, in real time, could have fixed it.
2: Yeah, I'm not convinced. Chase is I'm unconvinced. Frank, we fixed judging. We fixed judging, baby. Again, judging and open scoring, not the same thing. I'm
1: going to ask our next guest uh, about this because I feel like he's going to have a lot of great opinions. Uh, in fact, he was uh, once named the Fight Pass Journalist of the Year. Uh, I'm not sure who he beat out. I think he's the reigning defending Fight Pass Journalist of the Year and came up with a very big win. First bonus uh, this past Saturday. He's still just 22 years young. Can't even rent a car in the United States of America. Just defeated Felipe Colares via third round TKO. He's the great Chase Hooper who's joining us first up on the show today. Hello, Chase.
4: How are you? Good. Good. Not too sore, not too beat up, so I, I've definitely come out of fights worse, so uh, I'm, I'm feeling good today. Well, we have a lot to talk to
1: you about, and uh, by the way, you look completely different. Um, I mean, we cut the hair. You don't look like Ben Askren anymore. You've got a little bit of stubble here on the, uh, the chin. There you go. This 11-month yeah. uh, 11, 11 uh, time off has really done wonders for you
4: yeah you know i i obviously i don't know i wasn't really intending on cutting the hair this short it just kind of ended up like that um but it's yeah i don't know it's it's just uh it's been so much time off and uh just been really putting in the work to uh you know improve my game overall and I, i feel like that really showed last night um and to try to you know not just take the place of like oh this young like dorky guy like I have to be a UFC fighter, you know, first and foremost. And I have to really like, you know, not see myself as any different than any of these other guys. You know, obviously I've had a much, you know, a uh, bigger platform, like just from the jump um, on the social media side of things, but it's like not just being content with that and not just being content with being like the young, uh, you know, Eminem kid, you know, trying to, step up and and prove to myself and to you know the three people that matter like dana mick and sean that uh that i am a world-class fighter and that i you know deserve to be in the ufc so
1: wow okay you said a lot there i appreciate that answer <laughs> um first off was this one of those classic hey can you just trim the hair a little bit and then the lady like messed it all up is that what happened i hate that
4: yeah, how mad were and you? And then, uh, so so I was like, yeah, just fade up the sides, like get it clean. It's fine. Damn. I yeah, uh, I only get a haircut like every six months, and the six month mark just ended weird. And then I was dieting, so it doesn't grow very fast. And I was like, ah, it's not, it's not going to grow out in time. So were you mad? It is Did what you it leave, is. Like
1: all pissed off? Did you not tip them?
4: Yeah, just trying to look a little. I feel like I I look a little ridiculous with the hair. No, you look great. Sometimes when it's a. Uh, the afro, like sometimes I look at it and I just am like, oh, I look like, like such a weirdo. Where like when it's short, I, I feel a little better about myself. No, no,
1: no. You look fantastic, long hair or not. By the way, before we get too far down, because I want to ask you about something you just said. Uh, we just had a spirited debate about scoring and judging and whatnot. And I just kind of fixed judging. I don't know if you heard the news. I fixed it. Um, and I came up with this fantastic idea. So I'm, in, I'm really into open scoring. Are you into open scoring? Are you down with open scoring?
4: Yeah, I I feel like it's so weird. MMA and like boxing, combat sports are pretty much the only sports where you don't know what the score is. You have to assume. Yeah. Um, And I get some people's uh, angles where they're like, oh, well, if this guy knows he's up two rounds, he's just going to hang on and like stall. But I don't know. You don't necessarily see that in the NFL. You don't see people... Um, you know, being up 14 points and then they're like, all right, we just need to stall for the next, you know, two quarters, like stuff like that. Um, because it, it's, it's a fight, like people are still obviously going to go for the bonuses. I don't know, maybe have like some, my coach was honestly saying this and I thought it was interesting, do open scoring, but then maybe get rid of like the bonuses, but have them essentially like. Say you get a first round finish, you get like an extra ten grand. Say you get a second round finish, you get an extra five grand. Third round finish, like, but still have the incentives for yeah. people to finish. I like that. But not, you know, and then you can still have the open score and you can still have people understanding like what's actually happening. And then you're not gonna have like what we had with Home Vieira, where you know, both sides are kind of like, uh eh. and it's just like I don't know. I, I think there's not a need for um, scoring to be kept secret. Um, we need the judges to be accountable and we need the fighters to kind of know what's going on in the moment, or the coaches at least. This is why you're a
1: reigning Fight Pass Journalist of the Year, Jedi. Put uh, Chase's <laughs> name on the list because you're another. Everyone I asked, <laughs> the only one who has said no is Ally Quinta, who I respect immensely. But here's the thing uh, what I just came up with was all right, let's say you're fighting Felipe Col- Colares, right, on Saturday. They go up to you Mm -hmm. guys before the fight on Friday at the weigh-ins. Hey, you want open scoring for this fight? If you both agree, then you get it. If you can't agree, then you don't get it. But at least what I'm trying Mm -hmm. to do is give the fighters the power of knowing if you're about to get screwed or not. There's too much at stake. And by the way, I like what your coach said about the first round, second round thing. I would just say get rid of all the performance bonuses and just do finishing bonus. So, you know, a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. we had nine on a card. Everyone got them, nine, all nine. Sometimes there's one. Yeah. All right, you got them. Uh, a couple of other people. Okay, cool. Just give a finishing bonus so that incentivizes the fighter to still keep fighting. And by the way, there are sometimes clunker NFL games, right? There are some games that are blowouts. It's okay. Not every fight Definitely. has to be rock 'em, sock 'em robots. And there are ways to deter fighters from running around. They're stalling, there's this and that. So I just feel like I want the fighters, you know, I care deeply about the fighters, Chase. I want you guys to have as much knowledge and power as possible. And now I feel like you only find out at the end, you think you're up, you're about to get screwed. You get half your paycheck. It's not fair.
4: Yeah. And that's, that's another thing is it, the consequences are so huge for, for stuff like that. Like it, it would be good to know beforehand, like when you think you're up, um, if, if you're not, and if you need to like be putting in the extra horsepower, um, I do like the idea of at least starting it off like that of like, Hey, do you want open scoring? Do you want open scoring? If you both agree, then like, all right, we're both consciously making that decision. And uh, yeah, I I feel like that's a really good, really good way to like introduce people to it. And then like, you know, if 95% of the people are like, yeah, then just implement it all together. Yeah, I I feel like that'd be a good kind of way to get get the ball rolling on that and not, you know, because people are scared of change, especially with MMA rule changes, because they are, again, like. The win and the loss, like, it doubles your paycheck or it halves it. So, you you really need to know the rules inside and out. So, I, I think slow rule changes would be good like that. Um, you know, like, say something like the down opponent stuff. People freak out about that. Any little changes to it, they're freaking out. They're like, mm-hmm. what's going on? They're so stressed out about it. But, yeah, just – We got to do slow changes. People are very, very slow to change in the sport, I feel like, um, as far as that goes. Yes.
1: Um, Luckily for you, none of this was a factor because you finished your opponent. So shout out to you on that. I wanted to go back to what you said before because uh, I read this great article, Spencer Kite wrote it for UFC.com, before your fight, and you were talking about imposter syndrome. And I feel like that's what you were just referring to in that answer that you were talking about, um, where maybe because of the way you look, your age... Maybe you didn't feel like you belonged. You're a product of contender series. They're giving you the rub. Uh, is was that accurate back in the day? And now, a few fights in, do you feel finally like you belong, or is it still kind of a work in progress?
4: Um, I think I think confidence is. I've been listening to a lot of sports psychology stuff, so I, I'm trying not to get too like woo woo about oh, I it. Love but that. Uh,
1: you could get woo woo. You know,
4: it, it's definitely been helping, but it's like a it's a constant thing that you have to keep up, like you can't just be confident. And then that's the way it is forever. Like you have to continually keep adding to that, keep reinforcing it, or else you're going to just slip back and, and go backwards. And and we don't want to kind of lose the ground with the confidence. That's, that's never a good thing, but yeah, it's, it's such a huge step up from, you know, like I, I think of the amateur circuit as like, you know, high school sports, And then the pro circuit is like college level sports, you know, like, okay, you're good enough. Um, whereas like the UFC is like the NFL. It's like, obviously the the very peak it's, you know, such a huge culmination of things to even get there in the first place. Um, and for so many fighters, they don't get the opportunity to like adjust to that level. Um, you're jumping into the deeper pool each time. And then UFC is the the depth of that is infinite. Like I'm now in the same weight class as Max Holloway. I'm in the same uh, you know, division. I could potentially fight Volkanovski one day. Like that's crazy to think about when you're debuting. Um you know, and rubbing elbows with like Damian Maya, Israel Adesanya, Colby, Usman, all these crazy high level guys I've been on cards with it's so hard to just jump in there at, you know, 20 years old when I debuted and you're just like, oh, these are my coworkers now. Like this is the skill ceiling. It's, it's so hard to adjust to. And, and being like so young and I'd only been pro for a couple years. It's so weird to just be like, okay, here's, here's the deep end. We're jumping in. And, and, and it's so hard to adjust to that. But now this was my fifth fight. It was so many things went perfect in the lead up. Like just all the little stuff. And I know exactly what to expect with the UFC like fight week now. And I, I feel like I really adjusted to it well. And now I think, um, again, like I've pressurized to the level of, of the depth of the UFC. And I feel like now I'm start, ready to start kind of working my way forward. I love that,
1: that is great. I mean, that's part of maturing, evolving. By the way, the 11 month layoff, why, why were you out for
4: so long? um well part of that was usc offered me a fight in october i think like early october and i was on i got married late august Congrats. So i was on my honeymoon like uh you know first week of september so it would have been like dieting on the honeymoon fight camp starting and i was out of the country and all that so i was like this this is not going to work out time wise and then uh you know that uh they just kind of bumped me back on the queue and then uh you know i was trying to get a fight december january february march april may and then you know may they finally gave me the date so you know you kind of take what you can get and it was obviously not great uh in some ways but it was definitely a blessing in disguise you know just taking the time off letting my body like adjust to not having to cut a ton of weight or anything um, getting to train without the stress of preparing for a fight, which is, I feel like where you make the most progress is between fights. Um, you know, not training for a specific opponent. You're just training for life. You're training for your career and obviously getting a ton of work in with uh, the guys in South Carolina over at wonder boys gym. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been great. Obviously it was a lot longer than I anticipated longer than I've ever had between fights, but, um, you know, it, I didn't really feel like any possibility of a ring rust or anything coming into it, but uh, yeah.
1: Damn, six, seven months—they couldn't sneak you on a card. I mean, they love you over there. They're always tweeting about you. They couldn't put you as the 14th fight on some Apex show.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is what it is. All right. I'll, uh, you know, it's. Uh, I'm sure they have their their reasoning, and uh, I wonder if part of it was to kind of give me more time. They're like, all right, well well if he can't do this quick turnaround, we're gonna give him time, see if he kind of develops a little more. And uh yeah, I think it worked out. I obviously it sucked in the moment to never really have a fight for a crazy amount of time. But uh yeah, I feel like I've been making a lot of progress. And I think it showed.
1: So you got married like you you had just turned twenty two. Or you were about you were about to turn twenty two, right? You got married you said in August? Yeah. Your birthday's yeah, yeah. in September. Why do you do things so young? You come to the UFC, you're like you're barely twenty. You're getting married so young. You're just an old soul.
4: I guess so. Uh I've been with my girls since uh what my right after my first pro fight. Um I remember going into my second pro fight. I was uh I was so scared. I was like, if I lose this, I guess I'm gonna have to uh, be single then. But uh <laughs> No, but she she's a uh, she's been supporting me the whole way. We've lived together since right after my contender fight when she turned eighteen. Um, so she's been super supportive the whole way. She's been there the whole journey, you know, from me making six hundred dollars and six hundred dollars at the local casino to uh, you know making making a fifty G bonus uh, on Saturday night. And um, you know, she's she's done a lot to support me. She was there for my weight cut. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's just good to have someone, um, to support you. And, and, you know, I kind of had a really chaotic family life. So I think I kind of crave some stability like that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of her and the gym are my two stable points in life. And that, uh, you know, that's enough for me. So I'm happy yeah. with it. And
1: now she's competing too, right? Doing some, uh, jujitsu. Yeah.
4: yeah. She's a blue belt. She just had her first Jits tournament in uh what february or march she got second place got a pretty sick triangle um i think there's another one coming up in june or july that i'm gonna see if she wants to do and uh yeah it's kind of fun to be on the the cornering side for her like trying to help her get ready for a competition yeah
1: by the way uh i guess somehow we just like zoomed out on your camera you're wearing a sick biggie shirt that i didn't notice before because yeah. you were all zoomed in wow biggie wearing a gee? <laughs> that's amazing yeah biggie wearing a gee. damn <laughs> Uh, I'm assuming that's photoshopped, right? He never really trained. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, still awesome. <laughs> You're a hardcore uh, hip hop guy, right? I, like I see like all your favorite. There's a guy, I want to give him a shout out. He does a great job of like writing. Do you know what I'm talking about? He he asks fighters about like things that they are interested in outside of fighting. And he did one on you. And now I'm butchering. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Your favorite MMs. your yeah. favorite
4: this. Who, who's, what's his name? Damn. Alex, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name.
1: All right. Well, shout out to Alex. He does a nice job on shout Twitter. Out. Um, anyway, you're, you're but you that's your favorite type of music.
4: Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, I, I grew up on a lot of nineties rap in the gym, a lot of East coast rap, Nas, Biggie, uh, you know, most death, uh, tribe called quest, you Amazing. know, all these great, um, groups and, and, uh, rappers from the nineties. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just enjoy listening to it. It gets me in, uh, keeps me in the training mood. So for sure. Alex, uh,
1: I want to get it right. Bunhain, I think it is. So it's about right. Yeah. yeah. It is. a, a tough I don't want to butcher it myself. Yeah. Um, you mentioned your family. What was so chaotic about your upbringing?
4: Uh, just being white trash, you know, <laughs> I, I was a poor kid, uh, you know, on the reduced lunches and all that. Um, you know, one pair of shoes for the year, one pair of jeans, I don't know, just, just growing up as like a poor white trash kid, you know, I, I, my sister, um, you know, we both have different dads, that type of thing, like just, you know, classic white trash folk moments, you know, as, as far as you can get for Washington, um, you know, some, uh, some substance stuff with some of uh, the parental side of things, but it's, is what it is everybody's got their own trials and tribulations and and uh everybody's got a reason why things should have went wrong and it's it's whether you embrace that and like just are in the wool is me mentality or or if you just kind of use that to strengthen you and and kind of uh move past it And i, I feel like i've done that pretty well and i i feel pretty um you know, just genuinely happy with my life and, and where I'm at right now. So I'm content.
1: Have you always, even like when you were 11, 12, were you always more mature than your friends? Cause like right now I don't feel like I'm speaking to a 22 year old. Uh, and that's a compliment. <laughs> obviously I feel like you're much, you know, wiser, more mature than your typical 22 year old. And you were even showing those, you know, traits when you first
4: came to the UFC and we learned a lot about you. Were you always this way? Oh, thanks. Um, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've always been the weird kid, like just really quiet. Um, I think I've just kind of started to come into my own. I just didn't really have a ton of confidence, um, growing up, you know, nobody does, especially like, you know, the skinny little weird poor kid, you know, that's me. But, uh, I don't know. I, I always just focused on school. And then when school was done, I, uh, went to the gym and I, uh, you know, even from an early age, I was sacrificing a lot to be at the gym, like hanging out with friends. I'd be like, Oh, sorry. I can't, I got to go train. Um, you know, I didn't go to any parties or anything in high school. Um, I didn't really talk to any girls in school. Um, yeah. I just, I don't know why I just really gravitated towards training and and that was my outlet for a lot of things. And uh, you know, obviously it's worked out, but I, I think being in the gym and, and being around a lot of like really wise people who have, you know, maybe made mistakes in their, childhood and their youth and stuff and like hearing those stories and stuff it really lets you know like what matters and what doesn't because when you're in high school you're like oh who's popular that type of stuff but you know having those older people around you to kind of ground you and and really teach you what it is to like be a man and and to be a uh you know responsible adult and uh you know just let you know that most of the shit in school doesn't matter and I feel like that really helped me from a younger age. Did you get picked on a lot? No, I, I was just so quiet. If somebody picked on me, I, I would have, uh, you know, done what I had to, but it, it was just weird. Like I just didn't really talk to people. I just was quiet. Um, like I just focused on my schoolwork, came home, went to the gym, played video games, went to sleep, got up and did it the next morning. I don't know. Nobody really picked on me. Uh, I don't think that's like as it wasn't as big of a thing at my school. Like everybody just had their weird little clicks and, and, uh, yeah. Who introduced you to martial arts? Um, my coach, Jeff Hoagland, uh, used to work with my dad. Um, it was during like the 2008 stuff, uh, with the financial collapse and all that. Um, so he opened up his gym like right when they both got laid off and, uh, my coach was like, Hey, bring, bring your kids in, like, get them a train. And, uh, yeah, started jiu-jitsu at, at eight years old with my coach, Jeff Hoagland, here in Enumclaw. You know, this tiny little uh, hick town in the middle of Washington. And um, yeah, I, I got to watch his UFC career. Um, and yeah, just been training with him ever since. It's incredible. It really is.
1: Your story is very inspiring. And I know that you're young and I know that you're online and you know, you're know you part of the new generation uh, and UFC pushes you online and whatnot, and I'm wondering because perhaps you are maybe so in tune with what the streets are saying, like when you lost last year, and now you're kind of you know winning one, losing one, winning one lose, and people are very quick to write people off in this day and age, right? Like oh, you're you're never yeah. was, you were overhyped, you weren't as good as they said. Did you read that stuff, and did that stuff affect you mentally?
4: I think it's kind of uh, it's like a kind of two parts to it. Like in some ways it affected me a lot earlier in the career, like after my contender fight, but at this point I'm really used to it. Like I've seen some of the worst things that people can write about me, but thankfully I get like 99% positive uh, feedback regardless. Like people are super cool to me. And I, I really appreciate that from the fans because you know, it they're so brutal overall, but uh, you know, I, I've already seen pretty much all of the worst things that people could write about me. Like, it doesn't really affect me at this point. Like, people are like, oh, you suck. And it's like, hey, man, I've seen that a thousand times. It doesn't affect you as much the thousandth time as it does the first. Great. But, uh, you know, I've also kind of, for this fight specifically, um, just after weigh-ins, I turned off all my notifications. I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. The only text I was getting were from my coach for logistics stuff and for my girl, um, you know, because those are the only two people I needed to worry about being in communication with for the fight. Because at the end of the day, like, it's just trying to ground yourself and be like, I'm not doing this for other people's opinions. Like I'm not doing this to satisfy what, what you people think of me. I'm, I'm doing this for myself and, you know, for, for my family to like, Support my, my wife and, and all this and, uh, you know, bring a name to my gym, that type of thing. And it's, yeah, that's that's really what I've been trying to focus on is is doing it for myself more and not focusing on the noise. Because, again, like people will, like they're doing right now, they're like, oh, future champ, you know. Yeah. yeah. You can't wait for you to get the belt. Those people, I, I really like, I appreciate the positivity, but they their comments are just as out of place as the people that tell you that you suck. Like the truth is somewhere in the middle, the people that praise you and the people that tell you that you're the worst, like they're both two ends of the spectrum and, and the reality is somewhere in the middle. So it's just trying to not take too much stock into either of those. Like I, I don't need to go into the next six months and just be like, all right, I'm content with this. I don't have to train hard. You know, I, it's just trying to, uh, yeah ground myself and really just focus on what really matters, which is the training, um, my life outside of being just a fighter, you know and and not just making my worth to myself, my self-worth, like not just tying that to being a fighter or winning a fight um, and, and just realizing that the people that really matter are going to respect me either way, the same as I respect them, regardless of what happens to them.
1: Beautifully said. Honestly, um, there's a lot that people can learn from that. By the way, how much did you uh, spend at the M&M store in Vegas after the
4: bonus? I was really disappointed. I don't know why I went in there with, uh, actually I had a ton of M&Ms left. Um, I tried something a little different for the day of the fight. I normally gorge myself, but I was like, hold on, um, my girl was reading me something about how like you should avoid excessive sugar and excessive caffeine, like the day of a competition to like reduce the anxiety. So I was doing that and that really worked out. So I had a ton of M&Ms left, um, at the, at the hotel. So I had some of those after I was really going for an M&M button up shirt. (laughs) Um, sadly I did not see any at the M&M store. So we ended up spending $0, but I took a pick with the little, uh, boxer m M&M m guy upstairs and i posted that so we got something out of it nothing
1: for the road like there's no crazy vegas flavor that they have up there i don't know something
4: that like you didn't get anything a pencil no i i'll find i'll find an m M&M button-up shirt once once the uh, bonus check clears then i'll i'll splurge on that a little bit even if it's off brand I'm, I'm gonna be all right with it
1: by the way uh i don't mean to like get too personal here but you have a manager, right? You have a uh, someone who represents you?
4: Uh, No, my my coach does all of my, um, he talks with Mick, Sean, oh. he talks with the matchmakers. It's just like, uh, we were able to get me to this position without the need of a manager. So like, uh, why? Yeah. Like whatever extra money they could get me on my contract, they're going to end up taking. They take like 10, 20%. Yeah. If they can give me an extra 10, 20%, that's just going to cancel out. No, that's a good and point. It's like, yeah, it's like I've been able to do all of this myself. And and when it does get too overwhelming, if I do need help with that, I feel that there are, you know, then we'll assess it from there. But as of right now, like why give someone extra money for something that I don't need?
1: Well, I just wanted to put it out an open challenge to anyone if they want to try to butter you up. Someone needs to get you an M&M sponsorship. <laughs> you speak so much about M&M's. All over the place. So, yeah, if someone if someone wants to get your business, reach out to Eminem, say I it, got this sure. dude, and that would seal the deal.
4: Yeah, if you can, if I could get an Eminem like endorsement, if yeah. if I'm getting that M&M money, that's that's something I can't that's get real. on my own. Okay. So, like, they have to provide the value. All right. You know, I I'm providing them with my blood money, and they have to uh, you know provide something on on their end.
1: I love it. All right. So, any manager listening, a lot of them do. Uh, if you want Chase Hooper's business, get him the M M&M and M sponsorship. Uh, really enjoyed this conversation, Chase. Honestly, great to talk to you. And uh, you know, I don't think we spoke since you trolled me with Askrin. Still haven't forgotten yeah. about that. It was a well, I mean, it was a fantastic troll. You got me good. <laughs> My eyesight was a little bad on that day, but well done. And uh, I was, I was expecting the coffee coconut drink. But uh, it's nowhere to be found. Shout out to Aaron Bronsted. Yeah,
4: I'm. I'm sorry, I wasn't able to pick up any coconut milk from the all store. All I right. had a busy morning, so right. next time, Chase. Yeah, you're I the appreciate man. it. I appreciate thank you talking to me.
1: All the best. Keep it up. Uh, you're you're a very easy guy to like and to root for. You make the sport better. So well done with everything that you're doing, and uh, looking forward to the next one.
4: Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, there
0: he is, Chase. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropG pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the G pod wherever you get your podcasts. Cooper,
1: a big win for him on Saturday. Got the bonus. Very exciting as well. Uh, Big win. Unassuming, right? Doesn't look like your typical fighter, uh, but uh, is someone who's very young. Remember, the likes of uh, Max Holloway came into the UFC at around his age. Charles Oliveira came into the UFC at around his age. How did those guys turn out? All right. So before you start celebrating that someone has uh, stumbled and uh, start proclaiming that they were a never was, remember, it takes some people to, uh, you know, it takes some some time to to get their feet wet in this crazy sport. Alex Behunin. Behunin? Behunin. That's the journalist who does these uh, Twitter Q&As with the likes of uh, Chase Hooper. Usually one or two, I think, on the UFC cards. I see them pop up. His favorite band or musician, Biggie Tupac, Wu-Tang, Nas. How about that? That's an old soul right there. Favorite song, Ten Crack Commandments by Biggie. That's an old soul. Love it. Uh, Thank you very much to Chase Hooper. Congratulations to him. All right. Very excited to talk to our next guest. It's always great when you're in the presence of royalty, and now more so than ever, because for the first time since uh, we last spoke to her, she's the best pound-for-pound female fighter on the planet. She's the best pound-for-pound female fighter on the planet. I don't want to hear any other argument. She returns to action on uh, July 11th in Singapore, defending her women's flyweight title one more time, this time against Tyler Santos. She is the pride of Kyrgyzstan. She is the budding actress as well. She's the bullet Valentina Shevchenko. Kind enough to join us on the show. There she is. Hello, Valentina. How are you?
5: Hello, Ariel. Good to hear you.
1: (laughs) Yes. Great to see you and to talk to you as always. You're in Florida right now, correct?
5: Yes, that's correct.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, hello from Florida. By the way, number one pound for pound, that's you, right? You agree. with I know you're very <laughs> humble, but you have to agree now. You're number one. There's no debate. Yeah, why I have to deny that, right? <laughs> yes, Valentina, I love it. I love it when you're not humble. It's a lot cooler. Um, well done. Okay, so there's a lot that we have to discuss. By the way, what brings you to Florida this time? One thing that I always appreciate about you, your coach, Pavel, and your sister, Antonina, you're kind of like uh, you're kind of like travelers, right? You're, you, sometimes you're in Arizona, you're in uh, Las Vegas, you're now in Florida. You travel all over the place, but you're always together. Why Florida this time?
5: Uh, Florida, because uh, you know, like um, uh, Singapore, it's very uh, humid climate, and uh, definitely it's kind of like to uh, get a little bit uh, more used to it. We have to, we had to find something very similar. To, um, uh, to the Singapore climate, that's why uh, we wanted initially to go to Thailand, but a little bit like um, we could not do it because of like uh, uh, travel documents or something like small issues. That's why we traveled to Florida and it's very humid here, very hot. And uh, yeah, get closer, get closer to Singapore.
1: <laughs> and, w- and when you guys travel, is it just you three? Because it it always seems like it's you three. Is there anyone else that comes with you?
5: Oh, uh, this time uh, no. This time it's me and Pavel. Antonina she will join us already with we will travel uh, to Singapore because she had uh, uh, just recently she had a flight she flew her uh, our like our plane Cessna what is flying and actually she flew to Mexico she spent a few days in Mexico and she just recently came back to Las Vegas
1: wow and she flew the plane herself right she has a license
5: Yes, exactly. She's a commercial pilot. She actually like wow. uh, a pilot who, uh, who can work as a pilot. Yes, she is. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. and you don't you don't have a license as well, right?
5: Uh, no, Pavel. He has private pilot license, but I am just starting my way uh, of learning how to fly. And I think that um, in like after the fight in the future, I will start to like uh, slowly, I'm not in rush.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: and yeah, I will I will do that. I will learn it too.:
1: And uh, when do you go to Singapore?
5: Uh, we are planning to go end of this week.
1: end of this week. okay. And uh, how did you feel when they offered you Singapore? Were you okay with you know the time difference, the long travel? Were you happy with that location?
5: Uh, you know, it's kind of like, uh, when, uh, I was offered Singapore, uh, if I could choose, I would choose Las Vegas, maybe <laughs> yes. something closer, uh, without like, uh, because anyway, I love to travel, but when we are, um, speaking about travel for a fight, it's not that much fun of traveling. You cannot kind of like explore around, you cannot enjoy the uh culture of uh, everything because you are so focused on the fight and everything you think about it's a fight. Uh, yes, definitely. Um, uh, but um, why not? Why not? Um, I knew that if it's not Singapore, it's maybe will be a few months after the date of June and I don't want to wait that much that's why I'm like why not <laughs>
1: yeah oh, by the way why such a it feels like uh, unless you were banged up it feels like a long uh, gap between this fight and your last fight any particular reason for that?
5: Yes, it was uh, like a, a little injury that I had on my foot after the last fight and it uh, like required like four weeks, no training, no uh-huh. bothering foot. Yeah, but it went fine. It's like healed all the way up. And then we had all uh, traveled to Kyrgyzstan this like for four months we were visiting home and it's definitely, of course, a little bit like delay in these terms. And then when I was ready, it... It was kind of like in February I started to reach back UFC and said like okay I, I am I, I am ready right now <laughs> and this is what date I um, had I offered what I was offered
1: June. Uh, so I'm happy you mentioned going back home to Kyrgyzstan I was just about to ask you I saw the photos and the videos on your social media what a reception that you got Valentine, over there I mean again it's like your royalty I saw you you're on the horse and they, they open up, the cars, they treated you like you're a real dignitary over there. Could you tell us about the reception that you got? Because I saw some of these photos. I was like, wow, Valentina's is a real big deal back there in Kyrgyzstan. Like they, they really rolled out the red carpet for you.
5: <laughs> Kyrgyzstan is very uh, a very good and very like friendly country it's like um you know every time the hospitality it's uh, number one how they receive everyone it's like yes definitely if you are kind of like a very um, a, important people uh, like person for you the country not important but like that people really like love a person it's kind of like reflecting on how they treat you but any any way everyone who would come to Kyrgyzstan they would receive a huge like like uh, hospitality in there and people they are very kind very nice people and they are very open and definitely the horse culture, nomad culture, it was every time. That's why uh, in Kyrgyzstan it's kind of like even like children six seven years old they already are riding uh, horses and we have national uh national game kyrgyz game it says uh, it's named kokboru it's where, where, where two teams they are on horses and they are playing um, uh, 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 against each other and it's like very powerful very strong Big, very uh, to have very uh, like strong character and it's it's amazing I was enjoying t- very much visiting my home country um, of course like every day is like uh, a lot of food national food it's amazing so delicious and I, I really really glad that this time I had uh, not just like a little visit but uh, a long, long long time visit there.
1: Uh, I want to ask you about that game in a second, but uh, as far as the last time you were in Kyrgyzstan, was it before the pandemic?
5: Yes, last time, uh, before, it was 2019. Right. uh, And this time, 2022, it's kind of like before and after. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. (laughs) So did you feel uh a different feeling a different reception like now you you've become a lot more successful you're a lot more famous you're in a movie with Halle Berry for goodness sake like did you feel like people were treating you a little bit different because it's been 3 years since you were there
5: No, I, I didn't feel the difference. No, uh, actually, no, it was amazing that time. It was, uh, it was amazing this time. And this time maybe, uh, I, I felt a little bit more because it was longer. Last time it was just a week and we didn't have much time to, uh, actually be there and be with the people and speak with the people and like see, and listen them but this time we had uh, uh, like more opportunity actually to stay and spend time with the people
1: okay now this game that you mentioned where everyone's on the uh, the horse i also saw that you guys are holding up what lo- it, it kind of looks like it's like a dead animal but then i saw that maybe it's like a stuffed animal it's all stitched up what is this game and what is that thing that you guys are holding i saw the photos And it looks like almost like a, I don't know, like this long, like otter or something. What is that thing?
5: Yes, it's exactly what you, you, like... uh Originally, in the uh, like old times when it was um, uh, when this uh, game was played, it was like dead animal of a sheep uh-huh. body, and they, they was uh, like two teams was, was playing with the sheep. But after like the winner chip they took uh, meat and they actually cooked it. Oh. And after the uh, game, it was a feast because uh, like like um, uh, the meat when it's like you know when it's um kind of like a lot of um uh like beat up in them, yeah. it's like make it more uh, softer nicer and that's why it's like more taster but in the modern days they use um like um leather bag in the shape of an animal's uh. teacher's like all over and actually it can wait for about, I would tell you about 70, 80 pounds. Wow. So it's not uh, it's not that uh, um, light thing. And actually, when a rider on a horse, he has to lean down, like go all the way to the floor, take it from the floor, and carry it to the other uh, like um, uh, end of the field where he has to throw it. So that's why I am saying it's required a lot of uh, like um, physical power, a lot of strength, and you know it's amazing. To to see how horses are playing because uh, even horses they are playing to like each other and you see that uh, like uh, they understand the rules what they have to do and they playing against other horses like pushing with the butt stamp or like uh, like doing like whatever wow. to help the, uh, to the rider and it's amazing it's kind of like full team uh, between men between horse, his horse, and full understanding to each other.
1: And you play this as well?
5: Uh, no, I didn't play. No, I didn't play it. But yes, I ride uh, a lot horses because it's kind of like national cu- culture, and I really uh, love to spend like time with horses, nature. It's uh, it's exactly one of my uh, my favorite seems yeah. to
1: be. Do they do they televise that on TV? Like is it that popular where you can watch it on TV that that sport?
5: Oh, yes. Wow. Yes, definitely. And, you know, actually, after we already came back to United States, I saw on Instagram, there was a team from United States and they traveled to Kyrgyzstan. And I posted like a few posts on my uh, Instagram page. So they had uh, different competition, like Kyrgyzstan against United States. And it was kind of like not just a competition, but it's a cultural cultural Mm. events, and they stay for one week there, had several games, uh, had reception, had like uh, dinners, uh, like meeting cultural, like uh, knowing each other. And it it was amazing. I saw like uh, cowboys in the hats and Kyrgyzstan people with their like national traditional um, clothing. It was very interesting to watch. It It was very nice.
1: Um, Now, we haven't talked in a while, so forgive me for asking. And I haven't seen a lot of media. I know you did the conference call a couple weeks ago. Uh, Were you as shocked as everyone else was when Juliana Pena, someone that you know very well, beat Amanda Nunes back in December? Did that shock you, that result? Um,
5: I was not in, like, shocked. Um, And, of course, it was surprising. But the other um, thing, I didn't see uh, Amanda kind of, like, in the same uh, fight shape as she used to be in the fight. For example, when we fought together, she was completely, like, different eyes, different, like, uh, I don't know, everything. But on the uh, uh, Juliana's fight, she was kind of, like, uh, a little bit more relaxed. I don't know how she prepared for this fight, but she looked differently. Um, That's why I was, like, um, I I I suspect something, like... um, It can be something, but yeah, it's, uh, it's torn up completely like uh, destroying.
1: When you watch something like that, because she was so dominant for so long, uh, is, is it almost like a lesson for you as well that if you take your foot off the gas a little bit, it doesn't matter if someone is at your level or not, anyone could lose on any given day?
5: Oh no, this is a completely like um doesn't uh, have to do nothing uh with me because i um I know exactly that um for um being uh, like dominant dominant and like uh, very powerful. You have to be very careful, careful, respectful and prepared to the fight in this this hunger mode when you are uh, very like uh, really want to fight. You don't want to give up. Just because, no, just because you doesn't feel uh, that you are uh, kind of like in a mood for a fight today. (laughs) So this is, I'm trying to avoid in my uh, like career, in my preparation, in everything. That's why what happened with them, it's happened with them because they had, uh, they had like very weak mind, uh, like game, mind like uh, set up and uh, it's nothing nothing uh, that I have to worry about. I have to worry about about, uh, exactly what I have in my mind in this moment. This is the most important for me. And what happened with them, it's like, whatever.
1: Right. Um, Maybe a a good uh, sort of byproduct of what happened was maybe less people asking you about fighting her for a third time, right? Now that she lost, it takes those questions away a little bit, right?
5: Mm, I think it's just on a standby before July. Ah. This is where they will have every match, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so if she wins, you think those questions come back?
5: I think so, um, because it's in- inevitable. <laughs> or if not, it, be, it will be Juliana Pena. Why not? Right.
1: Would you be open <laughs> before to that?
5: Juliana. Before Juliana, like a few years ago, I submitted her with armbar. And now people, definitely, they are kind of like bringing up her name uh, more frequently.
1: Who do you think wins the rematch? Uh,
5: Depends what, um, like, mental shape they're going to be. I would say on Juliana Pena, it's from one side. She's now champion, a lot more attention. She's receiving like all this, like um all this attention and she wanna be showed up. And that's why it can affect her mental preparation. But in the same time, Amanda, we don't know what is going her, like maybe family, maybe whatever. So it also can be like point of her what preparation she will have. Mm-hmm. So it all depends, all depends. But I would say if everyone, if they both gonna be uh, like very um, uh, ready for the fight, wanna fight, wanna win the fight, I would say Amanda will take very much.
1: Uh, If Juliana wins, maybe even if Amanda wins, is there a chance your next fight is at 35 for that title?
5: I think so. There is also always a chance. There is always a chance and definitely the, the bigger fight, the better, right?
1: <laughs> right. And I know there's always a chance, but like, does it feel like it's more reality that, you know, especially considering the fact that you've beaten so many of the uh, the top, you know, contenders at 125 pounds after Tyla, uh there isn't a lot of people there. So you were saying there's always a chance and I get that, but does it feel like it's even greater that chance, especially if you get by Thailand, I know you want to respect her and don't look past her because there's really not that many people at 125 at the moment and because you have the history with Juliana and Amanda that the next one is 35. You think it's it's a greater chance than usual?
5: Yes, I think, uh, I think by the end of the uh, um, year, it's going to be a good a good fight but also like we have to uh, see misha tate is coming to 125 yes. it's in july so it's like um um many things can uh, happen many things can uh, can change right so yeah i think uh it's possible wow it's very 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 possible
1: Wow. I haven't heard you this uh, so, you know, like almost confident about it happening. In the past, it's been like, oh, maybe this. Very, very possible. If you go up to 35, do you think you go back down? Would you want to go up and down? If you win that belt as well, would you want to be one of these double champs that defends both or would you drop one of the belts?
5: Mm, You know, um, I take like one step at a time.
1: Mm, Okay,
5: I do first move and then I think what's the next plan I I, going to do.
1: Wow. Okay. Uh, By the way, could I ask you about the Rose-Carla fight? Did you see that fight? And if so, in your opinion, like what went wrong in that fight?
5: It's hard to say like exactly what what was wrong in that fight. And, um, you know, I feel that uh, Rose, she kind of like has everything better comparing to Carla and she just didn't use much and she could like wrestle her easily because I feel Rose, she has like more potential in her wrestling against Carla. She, uh, just didn't use her skills and I don't know, I don't know, uh, It sometimes happens. Sometimes happens with the fighters. They kind of like, one day before, they feel so good. And the day of the fight, uh, kind of like, oh my God, it's, it's, I'm not, I don't want to fight, kind of. (laughs)
4: Mm.
5: And you know what uh, can help? It's, it's like, If it would be, if I think if Carla would be like more aggressive and explosive and Rose receive a good punch, she would wake up Mm. and she would start to fight. But Carla was kind of like, like, okay, like I do my job and she did it great because she definitely have to use her skills. And yeah, and uh, Rose didn't activate Mm. But I feel like if she would be, um, like active and activating in that moment, I don't know, maybe it's, it's, uh, it's hard to say what had, uh, we can, we can now like think about all possibility in the world, like what it could happen if it will be like that, like those, mm-hmm. but it happened how it's happened. I still feel, uh, Rose, she's like, uh, very very good fighter she is like uh, very skillful she has um a lot of like good things in her game right it was just the night when she was not herself Mm. and this is what i feel
1: has that ever happened to you where you woke up and you didn't feel like i feel like that's never really happened to you at least not from our vantage point where you just kind of feel off
5: you know sometimes it ha- it can happen with everyone, but you know I every time um, rely on um, I, I every time rely on my corners because if sometimes uh, it happened, they would not just like um, say, "Okay, Valentina, okay, just do that No, Pavel Antonina, they will yell at me. And say what they think about me, what I'm doing. <laughs> and it's like, uh, are you crazy? They would, uh, sometimes it's necessary. Mm. And I feel with all these uh, micros, what like corners wow, have yeah, on yeah. there, yeah. Uh, they put extra pressure on them to uh, say everything too much polite. Uh. But sometimes fighters need, don't need this much polite. They need just a extra push, yes, just like yes. extra Just like to wake up, just to have this, like a sip of adrenaline or something like that, right? But yes, sometimes uh, uh, when it happened and you kind of like feel, okay, it's nothing happened. I feel comfortable. It's a comfort zone. We just like hanging around and I'm not tiring. But then uh, uh, you start to think, if I would continue to fight like that, I will lose my belt, I yes. will lose the fight. Do I agree with that and continue do nothing just to be comfortable? No, and this is what pushed me every time. Mm-hmm. Like go, don't stand there, <laughs> go and fight.
1: You know, I've never really asked you this and, and I'm gonna let you go in a minute. Thank you so much for the time. I'm sorry that you're sitting in your car. You must be very hot over there in Florida. But uh, has as part of your success been, Valentina, that you know, at least from the outside, you know, you're talking about Amanda and she has a family now. With you, it always feels like it's about business, fighting. You know, you have your coach, Pavel, you have your sister, but we never see, and I don't say this in a negative way, distractions around you. We never see, you know, family, uh, you don't have your significant other in the corner, you don't have children that we know of. It's Right now, it's all about your fighting, it's all about your career, and that's the best thing for you. Has that been part of the secret to your success?
5: Maybe, yes. Uh, You know, I was happy to figure it out that all these other things, it's gonna just uh, um, distract Mm. from my my goal. And I um, discovered it like um, pretty early. And from that moment, I said like, uh, I I was thinking like, what do I want? What I really want? And I knew that what I want, it's uh, like be fighter. And do in my career as much as I can. Just do what I like to do, and I just get rid for uh, from all distractions for mm. now. Mm. Yeah, I know it's gonna be. Uh, it's not gonna be forever. It's not gonna be like <laughs> till the end of the day. <laughs> um, There's gonna be a moment when I will have to switch, but um, it's not right now. And I know exactly if I wanna uh, keep successful i just want to be uh want to continue the same lifestyle what i have that's why i uh, completely understand what i am doing and uh, where where is the limit and where i don't want to cross when i don't want to cross the limit and this why probably yes this is one of the uh, part that uh, keep my mind in the calm uh, position and very focused for the mm-hmm. fight i would agree i i'm agree with you
1: yes number one pound for pound right you agree with that as well completely <laughs> valentina you're the best thank you so much uh safe travels to singapore good luck over there it's always a pleasure to have you on always an honor appreciate it very much good luck to you
5: thank you ariel thank right. you have a great day you too. Bye.
1: all right there she is valentina shevchenko Uh, who is uh, returning to action on June 11th, Singapore Indoor Stadium, UFC 275. Valentina, sneaky over time, has become one of my favorite interviews in the game. Uh, Has become a lot more open with her thoughts and feelings. Very interesting insight as far as uh, the family stuff, the distractions, you know. And I say this, usually the term distraction is... uh, viewed as a negative. I don't mean it as a negative, but it's just like, look, she's just super focused. She's super focused on her career, and uh, she'll worry about the other stuff later. And there's something to be said for that. Much respect. Tough, tough fight for her coming up against Tyler Santos. Tyler Santos said recently that, uh, you know, the ground game is her uh, weakest aspect of her. And we've heard this before, people talking about Valentina's ground game. I think she's pretty well-rounded, if you ask me. I think she's number one pound for pound uh, I don't think there's any doubt of that. And slowly but surely, she is knocking off all the contenders. Now, there are some. Alexa Grasso's out there, and Manon Fioro is out there. Uh, like she said, Misha Tate coming up. She's going down to 125, so there's a lot there. But uh, that 135 statement was super interesting. Hadn't heard her say that uh, so definitively in the past. She said, very likely by the end of the year, I think that's a really, really interesting statement. Now, main event that night, of course, light heavyweight title fight. It's Yuri Prochaska against the reigning, defending UFC light heavyweight champion, the pride of not only Brazil but the pride of Danbury, Connecticut. The one and only Glover Teixeira, kind enough to join us here on the program. Hello, Glover, my friend. Bom dia. How are you doing?
6: Bom dia. Boa tarde.
1: Boa tarde. Yes, very good day, good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's afternoon, right? I screwed that up. It, well, it's 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 the morning okay. on the west coast. It's the morning on the west coast. Yes. Okay. Uh, good to talk to you, my friend. Thank you so much. How crazy has life been for you? You're 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 approaching your first title defense as champion. You won the belt eight months ago or so, five, seven, six months ago. At this point, like life as a champion, would you say that it's more hectic as life as a contender, life as a regular fighter?
6: Well, uh, definitely more to do, you know. Definitely more to do, but uh, it's it's all fun stuff, you know. It, it it is more to do because I'm the champion, and uh, you know, right now more interviews and stuff. And uh, but before parents here and there, and I'm enjoying me. I'm enjoying this uh this whole you know thing that is going on right now. We when, when you
1: used to dream about life as champion, about finally getting that belt. Uh, was life like you are living it right now? Like what you dreamed life would be like? Has it turned out the same way? Or once the sort of shine rubs off, is it just kind of regular life all over again?
6: Uh, you know, man, I, um, li- listen, I always t- tell this, my life changed when I got to to USC, you know. Uh, martial awards changed my life, and when I got to USC uh, changed financially. Uh, you know, all the fights that I had and... Uh, uh, situation that I'm in right now, situation that I was when I come here 20 years ago, and situation I'm in right now, it, it's beautiful, you know, and the belt is, I just wanted to be the best. I wanted to hold that belt uh, for years, man, for 20 years that I that I watched UFC in 2002, 2001, actually, that I watched UFC, I say I'm going to be UFC champion, I'm dreaming about putting this belt on my waist just to be the best. I, I really don't think about, like, uh, you know all the uh, belts and whistle that mm. comes with the belt. You know it doesn't it doesn't matter too much to me. My life is great. Uh, you know, man. After I got in UFC, after I fought John Jones, pretty much, I bought my house, and I was like, man, I'm all set. <laughs> UFC gave me the 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 MMA gave me. I made it. You know, UFC the, the MMA gave me the uh, the house, a new car, so I'm living American dream and uh from now on it's just man it's just fun
1: you know there was some talk of uh this fight and the charles Oliveira fight happening in may in brazil and i love that because both you guys have put in so much time you've had your ups and downs but you're now both champions brazilian champions getting a chance to fight back home i would imagine that excited you greatly what happened why why didn't the event happen in brazil for you
6: uh, I don't know. I think uh it was a pandemic going on. The COVID was pretty bad over there still. I uh, Man, I there's no show, you know, so they change it. I was a little, a little upset about it, but hey, it's got to go on, you know.
1: What was your uh, your reaction when you found out Singapore, that you'd have to go all the way to Singapore to defend the title?
6: At first, you're thinking like, oh man, you first you come to like the the hours, the timing, yeah. you know, that's what the the, the fighters think uh, uh, at all the time. But, uh, and then uh, I, I, I go back and I, uh, man, you know, it's like uh, Singapore, i never been there. It's going to be a beautiful country and uh, I'm just going to go and enjoy this ride, man. I'm just going to enjoy like I did it with uh, Dubai, you know, when I, when they, they the, the, the Dubai was little, was little because... I had the five fights in a row. We called Robson, you know, yeah, and I start over there my winning streak, but it's all here in the United States. And when I got to fight for the title, they sent me all the way to Dubai. I'm like, it's going to mess yeah. up something. But uh, I just stay positive. I say, you know, let's go to Abu Dhabi, let's enjoy the the desert, and let's be a champion in the desert. And uh, went over there, and it was beautiful. And now I'm going to Singapore with the same man, with the same. Um, Enthusiastic, you know, like, i happy about it.
1: And uh, as far as the, like, the amount of time that you'll spend there, you know, it's kind of a science, right? You want to get acclimated. So when do you go out there to Singapore?
6: Next week. We're going uh take Monday or we're leaving.
1: Okay. So that's, pl- what, two weeks beforehand? You feel comfortable with that?
6: Two weeks, yeah. Uh, two weeks is enough. I, uh, I feel like, uh, you know, man, I I am not a good sleeper, but, like, I am... Good sleep in the week of the fight because I got nothing else to do. Hmm. So all I have to do is to train one hour a day and the rest I can just hang out. Man, i be like a like a cat. Yeah. I, every time I lay down somewhere, I sleep, you know?
1: Well, this is a really interesting fight. And uh, Yuri's is a really interesting fighter. Very uh, unconventional, right? I mean, his striking is kind of all over the place. He's a different kind of cat. Have you brought in anyone to try to mimic him? As you prepare for him, that tries to copy his style? No, no one.
6: No, no. We uh, we have the same same guy that I've been training with, man. I have five guys right now that is like top of the food chain, man. You know, he just gotta come and watch the training. We got two boxers. It's like uh, Finelli Junior. and uh, and Ali, my my my, my boxing coach, uh, son. You know, sons, and I have uh, Alex Pereira, Wellington Tuma, Kyle Magalhães. Those guys are more MMA guys, but uh, yeah, man, I feel pretty good about it. I, you know, it's hard to who, who you bring it to mimic. Uh, uh, you know, try to to think of um, uh, Michel Pereira because it's all like awkward, like that a little bit. But hey, man, it comes to situations. It's so hard. I just got to worry about my style and what I'm going to do, you know? Uh,
1: I'm assuming you've watched him, right? You've watched his fights.
6: Yes. What yes. do you think
1: of his style? Because he does get hit a lot, but yet he's very unconventional, so he'll he'll do some crazy things over there. But at some point, you would think you reach a level where that style isn't going to produce victories because he does open himself up to getting hit, right?
6: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he got he got hit a couple of these fights, you know, Um uh, man, and, and uh, he opened up, you know. Uh, I it's one of those things like uh, if you watch him and you watch guys like uh John Jones or even the fight that I had with Gustafson, they didn't commit, they didn't commit to the to the punches, you know. And uh him he might he might go, he have to go, you know. He wants to win the title, he might go for for knockout and he'll have the knockout thing. So he's gonna open up like uh like I say about Jan. Jan is gonna it's gonna be a great fight because I know Young is not going to be the guy that's back it up, and you know. Mm. Very smart fighter, I see, like John Jones. Very smart, very very clever, you know, hit and don't want to get hit. And um, and um, we, you know, not so smart because we just go over there and we want to fight, man. want to, you know, get in there and fight. And I like the the type of guys that fight like that. I know the jury have a different style, and I'm aware of that. We work on it. We have a very good guy to work. The only thing is the eye. When you work with the eye is the the main thing to, to work, you know. It's not like uh nobody's gonna make uh it's gonna be jury style. And the training too is like uh because what, what happens in a fight is one strike, man. One strike changes the whole you know, dimension of the fight, you know. So one punch can and this and the training is like you get hit, you get hit like I get hit from Alex Pereira, but who knows, like, if in a training, if in a fight I get hit by him, if I stand up, it's the same thing as him, you know. He get hit by me, like, you know, and, and take down, but it's just what well, we work with the eyes a lot. We work with the eyes, and we have, uh, uh, because of those guys, they helping me so much, uh, uh, Ali and Faridito, they uh, they f- so fast with the hands and, and with the head movement that make me very sharp on my wow. on my boxing.
1: So how how do you work the eyes? Like w- what do you do to work your eyes?
6: Oh, uh, just you know, just uh, drills, light spar, you know, a spar like today we do we do a spar like Mondays we do a spar that we stay at we stay like uh in the middle, you know, in the line. We cannot move the foot, we just move the head and mm. hit, you know, don't get hit and uh trying to counter, counter punch. And I do this with a high level boxer. And with Alex Pereira, that he's that's his thing. He's a counter punch. you know. He he come back and come back. So those those work the eyes because you got to be fast on the punch that you throw and know that got, they're gonna come back with something. And uh, that's what Jerry is good is good for. He wait around a little bit, he keep the hands down, and he wants you to commit like you say. He keep the hands down, and he doesn't care too much. You know, he getting hit. He wants to get this punch over there, and uh, and uh, of course, it's something that I got to be aware of. Uh, and also, is the takedown. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm going to have the takedowns there when he's coming in, like, you know, he, he knows I'm going to go for that leg. Um,
1: so, I want to get this clear. Uh, you spoke to my good friend Guilherme Cruz, the Brazilian Beast, and you said to him recently, this fight, and then hopefully one november or so and then you're done the dream is you win this fight and then you win the next one and then you're retiring as champion so in other words this is your last year of competing is that accurate
6: listen um i didn't say that for sure i say i say this you know i say if it's a perfect it would be if i win this fight that i you know of course i am confident i'm comfortable i may i but the thing is like if you when you guys ask me a question uh, way before I get in the camp, it's almost like, yeah, oh, man, maybe I fight one more time or two more. It's almost, but when I'm in camp right now, man, I'm a I'm a lion, man. I'm ready. You gotta come to see my training, then you'll see like you, you're probably not even gonna ask that question about retired. Because is the, the way I've been training, the way I've been feeling, the way I, like the camp is going lately. I'm so happy about everything. And um, eventually, I do want to retire. I, I, I say that it is a perfect uh, a scenario. You'll be me beating these guys in Singapore and uh, hopefully fight on uh, Madison Square Garden uh, in November and then call it a day, right? But uh, I don't want to make a decision like that. I think that's possibility. But I don't want to do it like, oh, I'm gonna retire this see you my a couple more fights or this and that because it's it's tough, man. So much uh, fights out there, so much uh, uh, money in, in the game, and then uh, and I'm just enjoying. It. Like I say, I don't want to make a call and be de- desperate later. Like uh, I, I even mentioned, uh, serudo and Sehudo, like nothing against the guy. I love the kid, you know, but uh, it's just you see him retired. but then he knows he don't like, he keep wanting to come back, you know? He keep, he knows he have something, some more. And um, I don't know. I don't want to make the this decision like that, but it uh, would be a possibility, yeah. Hmm.
1: And, and honestly, the reason I bring it up is not because I think you should retire or to want to push you out. My response was going to be, no. why would you do this? You're at the top of the food chain. You're the champion. Yeah. If you win July 11th or June 11th, excuse me, and then you go to Madison Square Garden and win, you've worked your whole career to get to this point. Why would you walk away now? You're the best light heavyweight in the world.
6: Yeah, Yeah, because, uh, uh, you know, man, I don't know. It's just like uh, I'm not doing for the money, you know? I'm not doing for the money. I did it for the championship, and yes, like uh, I keep saying saying to people, like uh, we work so hard in our life, like... uh, uh, fighting for nothing you know now it's gonna make a good money and step it away but like uh you gotta look around you know gotta look around like uh what is my life banner why why do i need more why do i want more why why you know and um it's definitely not for the money because um i'm fighting right now because i'm the champion i wanted to defend this title and uh you know my 42 43 I, i thought about this like uh wild back, right, while back, I say if I fight to a forty, it'd be a, it'd be be great. If I fight in UFC until so I'm forty years old and retired, for, you know, in UFC, that's that's gonna be amazing. And look at me, I'm forty-two, going on forty-three. You talk about forty-three years old in November, um, and you're the champ. Man, it's, it's gonna be a time that uh that is gonna stop. You know, like you say, I love the I love the fight, I love the game area, I love the the, the camp life. You know. Uh, to to be prepared for fight, but also I'm 43, uh, 42, going on 43. So um, you know, it's time to start thinking about it. You know, I wanna I wanna retire from the sport. I don't want to do sport to retire me. You know.
1: hmm And I'm sure you've uh, seen uh, some guys where that's happened, and and you don't want that.
6: Yes, yes, see some of that, and you see Khabib, man, I I, I man, I take my hat off to Khabib when he he retired in the top. You know, it's like a. There's no motivation by money, you know? And doesn't care if you make it 10, 20 million. They offer him so much money. it's not going back because uh, this is done, you know? He doesn't have it. He doesn't want to do it anymore. And uh, and that's going to be me. Uh, uh, the day that I don't want to do it anymore, man, that I don't want to get myself into this going, is going to be the time that I, uh, I'm done. Uh, like I say, I love the camp what's what's hard right now it's off camp because off camp for me i have to be in like uh this is in my mind in a decent shape and always checking my weight and i'm always kind of like because camp i know i have that boom you know that tunnel and like three more weeks for me now and i'm like feel good my weight is good and i just you know you pay attention to what you have to do and you're going, but off camp is kind of like, oh man, it, it, it does annoy because you have to be in shop off camp and it's come to a time that, uh, and that's what I say because I say, I can't wait until uh, I, I'm free of this, you know, that. like I can actually sit down anytime and I, hey man, have a hamburger and a beer and not think about it my weight or the training tomorrow. Right. It's gonna be fun.
1: Nice little glass of wine, something like that. You don't have to worry about it, right?
6: A glass of wine I never worry about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I don't cut but I never oh, worry right. about that's it. Just... <laughs> I, I eat a glass of wine anytime, man.
1: Even during camp? Oh yeah. It's good I for think, your heart. Yeah
6: no it's good for yeah definitely it's good for you sleep you calm me down, relax, you know don't do it too much like uh, i usually do you know off camp i do a bottle easily oh my god yeah a bottle in one sitting oh man you don't just don't know me aaron you don't know me man we gotta hang out i
1: know i know you always hang out with my friend chuck in connecticut
6: yeah Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) what all by yourself or you share it
6: oh man well I share if you want me to, but if you share, we gotta buy two.
1: Oh my god, is it red or white that you like? You like red, right? Red,
6: right, red. right, red, red is it? Yeah.
1: What's your favorite wine?
6: Yeah, but hey, wine is nothing, man. Wine is not. I used to put down a bottle of whiskey, man, all the time. Like, um, that's great. Yeah, man, it's in like, one city, it was, was raw. Yeah, oh, one sitting no, uh, one party. Yeah, geez, Louise. When's the last time you did that? Uh, last time I did that. Uh, let me tell you last time I did last time I did a bottle of whiskey. I drink I drink so much. I drink a bottle of whiskey, I drink a bunch of Hennessy, I drink a bunch of was was my fight got canceled for Anthony Johnson. Oh I got my fight got canceled for Anthony Johnson. Uh Anthony Johnson had some problems, so I was in camp. I was ready to go. I got so pissed. I said, you know what? Let's party. They call me a Saturday or something. I say yeah, let's party. So we went out and we party, and um, and you know, and up three, three. I think three weeks later, I had a, I had that fight with yes. Anthony Johnson. It was the worst fight of my life. We, it was all fight. thirteen seconds. So at that time, I uh, when I realized, like, hey man, I'm never gonna drink a hard leak again uh, until I'm done fighting, and I did. Of course, after the belt, I had to do it. Uh, when I, when I won the belt in Abu Dhabi, Alasky was there. Andre Alasky was there with the bottle of whiskey. And I was like, I got to get a sip of this, you know? And we drink it, but uh, yeah. No hard liquor, man.
1: I saw you sent a nice message to Jan before his fight. And then, of course, he wins. It was unfortunate the way he won. And he says now he hopes that he'll fight, you know, the winner of this fight, either you or Yuri. Uh, Do you think that the performance and the victory warranted a title shot?
6: It's not my job to think, you know, the reason I say is, is he's number two and he fought uh, Reddick, right? racket yeah. racket yeah. He, and the racket was on the line for the title. That's the reason I say. Mm. I, I just look at the. I say if Reddick wins, he's going to fight for the title next. No doubt about it. He wanted, yep. he wanted to jump in before Jiri. Mm. He wants to fight Jiri. He thinks Jiri is not, you know. And uh, young beat him, uh, whatever it is, you know, uh, you go over there, my friend, you go over there to fight, and whatever happens, happens, and uh, and that's what I figure young is the next. I uh was gonna be ready, and now it can't be young, you know, so I don't know. Uh, uh, that's what I say, and I think he's he's, he's next. Who else would be next?
1: You'd be okay with that fighting him again,
6: yeah, yeah, I'd love to fight him again. Um, I was yeah, thinking... Leon is a great guy, man. Yeah. He'd be, he'll be a nice, you know, like, uh... Oh. I'll, give him a, I'll give him a nice bottle of wine to say, give be him a beer last time, you I know? I
1: know. He's a great guy. He's one of the best. Great uh, guy. Uh, I was just thinking an interesting story if they didn't want to give it to him, and I'd be totally fine with it. Imagine if Anthony Smith beats Magomed Ankalaev, and then we have the rematch of your fight. Remember, he got he got blasted for it because you beat him up so bad in the corner and all that stuff and now here's his opportunity to right that wrong. I feel like there's a great story to be told there as well. You know what I'm talking about?
6: Yes, of course. Anthony Smith, too. You know, it's another great guy. Uh, it's not about, like, a great guy. It's about who's next in the line. Sure, sure. You sure. who's the, the, the best guy over there to fight. Yeah, um, And... Um, any of those guys, uh and too, he's a great fighter. I talked to him in Abu Dhabi, he was there, he fought the same night. I say, hey, man, I know you're gonna go all the way to the top, and uh you're probably gonna go to to the title. And I and I told him, I shake his hand, I say, I'm gonna beat the title, I'm probably gonna see you soon. And uh, look at look at here, you know, this 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 thing is, is going on. If he beat Anthony Smith, or Anthony Like like I say, I, I that's not my job, you know. Uh i'm I'm off the there, so I'll just like uh, I'll be on call man I'm gonna go in right now only one focus is Jerry if I beat Jerry and I will and uh just be on my phone whoever when I like to be you know I like to be in New York because they're yes. fighting everywhere except around here, you know
1: right uh, Abu Dhabi, Singapore. I just want to ask you two last things because you're, you're a veteran of the game and then I'll let you go. The first one is what did you think of Charles getting stripped because he was a half pound over? Did you agree with that?
6: Yeah, man. Um, he's still the champion for me, yeah. you know, uh, for everybody in his mind, he's probably the champ, you know, um, yeah, it was like uh, it was crazy. I, I, uh, I was, was ridiculous. If it was a couple pounds, it'd be like, uh, I would say unprofessional and his, his part, but this is a half pound and everybody knows about the scale problem. And, uh, um, yeah, man, he's the champion, man. He's still the champion. And, uh, they, if they strip them, that's the law and that's the law. But hey,
1: I agree.
6: I, I you know what I mean? Yeah. I am, Well, I, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, that's wrong, you know. Uh, it is kind of wrong, but uh, what are you, you going to do? You know, it's a Yeah. You... And
1: what about, uh, you know, a hot topic? It's always been a hot topic, judging, scoring fights and whatnot. I want to see open scoring, where the fighters know what the score is in the middle of the fight. Would you be in favor of this? You've been fighting for so long, 20 years now. Would you like to know what the score is in the fight, or do you like the current system where you only find out after?
6: No, you know it's, it's good, man. Of course, you know for co- for the coaches, for everybody, you know it's good because a lot of times I'm in the corner too. And like uh, even with the Alex Pereira last fight, uh, mm. he looked at me and he said, and his foot was hurt. And he looked at me and he say, hey, you think if I keep it, this space is good? And 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 I didn't know. I was like, ah, uh, no, man, just go in there and give it all, you know, give you all, take this guys out of there. Don't. You know, don't 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 take two to the So he push a little more, cause what are you gonna say? You gonna say, to the guy, yeah, this pace is good. It's it, you're winning." But when you know for sure, hey man, you two rounds above, you know, just don't get knocked out. But I uh, I think it's gonna be. I, I don't think it's gonna be as exciting. for Maybe who knows, man? I, like myself, if I like, I got knocked out by Gustafsson because my coach come to me and says, "You want to win this fight?" You're going over there, and he knocked this guy out. So I went after, you know, I went after the whole five rounds. But that last round, I was like, I have to stay here. I have to uh, either kill or die, you know. But that's my mind. But who knows, man? You're going to go see some boring-ass fighters. that They already know they're winning. They're going to be like, oh, man, I'm winning. I don't have to do anything else just moving around and maybe the other guy is already losing he don't want to push it so i don't know could be bad could be bad you know
1: by the way, you mentioned Alex. Uh, you think if he wins his next fight, he's ready for Izzy? Like based on what you're seeing from an MMA standpoint, you think he'd be ready for that jump? Or I mean, it's a big time fight he has, right? He's got a, Sean Strickland.
6: Hey, hey, yeah, hey, hey, is it's nothing. They taking nothing away from uh, Jerry. You know, i mean, from 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 other uh, sign. You know, but I think Alex is been ready for the sign. When the first fight in the UFC, you know, I knew wow. he's gonna climb the ladder. I, I already know because the style, style making fights, you know. And Alex getting better and better and better, man. The guy's the IQ fighting IQ is so high, you know. He's so smart. You don't understand this. This guy is a genius when it comes to fight, man. He, he, he used to talk to the auto say the things that he say only, he's liotos father say to him, "Wow!" And when he see the then he learn it so fast, uh, this is about grappling, all right? Uh, but uh, for Adesanya, he was ready before he he got in UFC. He was ready for the first fight he had in UFC. You know, wow,
1: that's a big statement because
6: that because of their style, you know, right, right, right. I don't think Adesanya have the ground to beat him or uh, take this. Is going to be striking battle.
1: By the way, what about Anderson? Huh? Still, I mean, look at Anderson over there. You see him this weekend.
6: Anderson, man. Anderson is the man that uh, you look and uh, I look at him uh, when he was a champion of the world and training in Brazil, and I look at him training, man, and I say, ah, I don't think – I think if I train that way, I feel I feel bad, you know? like I, I don't feel good to go in a fight because he trains so relaxed, so nice, you know, moving around. But uh, I learned some of the training with Anderson in my old age now. And um, it's working, man. Those things that he does, man, he's uh, because he takes care of himself very right. well.
1: Right. He's 47. You still got like five more years to catch up. You can still keep going. <laughs> yeah. He's killing it.
6: That, Motivation. That's
1: right. Don't listen to these people trying to get you to retire, all right? Five more years, Glover as champ. Why not? You could break John Jones's yeah. record.
6: Hey man who knows you know I, the reality is this you know i'm I, i'm at the point right now in my life like i say uh, uh the money is good yes like uh, like Komi said money is always good you know uh uh you want to buy uh what do you want to buy you want to buy a, a house in the beach in brazil or, or in the, uh, then you you keep fighting but the re, i'm in a position that uh I can stop at any time, man. I can just do this for fun and I stop when, when I don't feel like to do it anymore. I don't, you know, and if you box it comes around, you box one of those guys, I'll box a little bit. I, but, uh, you know, I'm just enjoying day by day, man. And that's what I say, like, hey, man, if it's a perfect scenario, I defend this belt two times, I call it a day, I'm tired of this shit, you know, <laughs> and I then I don't have to train and fight anymore. Hey, it's a possibility. It's a possibility of fighting for another five more years. Who knows? Let's see what the, I'm not. I'm not thinking about the future. I'm, not, I'm only thinking about the now, man.
1: And the now is June 11th in Singapore. Glover, you're the man. Good luck to you. Safe travels over there, and good luck in the fight. Can't wait to see you back in there. Thank you. Thank you. All right, man. Obrigado. There he o- is. Uh, Glover Teixeira, the reigning defending UFC light heavyweight champion. He returns to action on June 11th. And I can't wait. What about that? Uh, what do you say? A bottle of uh, Hennessy in one sitting? Sounds like a night out with Frank.
3: Those are rookie numbers. Is that what he said? Yeah.
1: Golly. A bottle of uh, red wine? Is that what he said? Hennessy. No, he also said the red wine. Oh, I missed that part. Sounds like a night out with Frank. Can you do a bottle of Hennessy in one sitting? Ariel, we should probably move on. Why? What? Is that too personal? The freaking champ just admitted it. Can we show our next guest is Mariusz Pujanowski. We have some photos. I just want to show people, in case you're a little newer to the game, Mariusz Pujanowski is an absolute... Can we put up some of his photos right here on the, um, on the screen, just so people understand what we're dealing with here? An absolute living legend. Returning to action this Saturday, KSW 70 against Mihal Materla. I mean, look at this guy. If we could just go on the... Yeah, I mean, look at that. It's one... I mean, one of the strongest human beings to ever grace this earth, five-time world's strongest man, holds the record for most strongman titles, five, made his MMA debut in 2009. By the way, shout out to the great Alan Murphy for some of these factoids. I mean, look at this guy. He's pulling a freaking truck. Now been an MMA fighter longer than a professional strongman, currently on a four-fight winning streak. beloved in his home country of i mean look at these photos beloved in his home country of poland absolute legend 45 and still going strong on a winning streak like i said fighting as a heavyweight you better believe it i mean look at those thighs a legend and what a great honor it is to have him on the program he returns to action this saturday there's no ufc there's no bellator there's no pfl it's only ksw70 and you can watch it on KSWTV.com at the Atlas Arena in Łódź, Poland. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that correctly. Michal Materla, the former KSW Middleweight Champion, moving up to heavyweight to fight the living legend, the GOAT, as far as strongman is concerned, Marius Pujanowski. And he is kind enough to join us. I mean, this is royalty right here. Wow. Marius, my friend, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Okay. Wow! Look at this microphone you got set up here, and uh, this is Dominic.
7: Hello. Nice to nice to see you again, Ariel.
8: Yes. My English is not perfect. Dominic, help me.
1: Okay. This is great. Well, what an honor. I, I mean, when they told me that I could speak to Marius Pujanovsky, and I'm saying your name correctly, right? Not Pujanowski. It's Pujanovsky. Uh, Pujanovsky is okay. Yes. Yes. I said, "Wow, this would be a huge honor for me." I've been watching you for so many years, and you're a legend, strong man, five-time champion, now doing MMA longer than you did Strongman. So I'll I'll start there. Are you surprised Mm -hmm. that you have stuck around with MMA as long as you have? You've been doing this now for over a decade. And I I think when you started, people weren't sure how long you would stick around. Are you surprised? Have you exceeded your own
7: expectations in the sport? Czy nie jesteś zaskoczony, że tak długo ci się udało być w tym sporcie? I czy to nie jest tak, że nawet tobie się nie, Nawet ty sobie nie wyobrażasz, że tak długo będziesz, czy nie jesteś sam zaskoczony tym, że ci się udało tak długo zostać w tym
8: sporcie? <todzioromu> 15 years ago when I go to MMA, many times think maybe I go to two, three fights, maybe maksimum. Okej when I talking with the boss from KSW, no hey guys, może i fight only. Two times, maximum two times. Because only for fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, first first time, fast win. Second time, he's mm, a good, good opponent, uh, uh, Kawaguchi. He has 12, uh, 12 win, one loss. Yeah. Mm, it's hard for me. It's okay. Uh, when finish uh, second fight with uh, with Kawaguchi, uh, second round, hey guys, you finish? Uh My my trainer, Mariusz, finish. Uh, when is finish? Because I don't have condition and na- my head is not think. Finish, hey guys, because I don't have condition. No, nothing. Hey, Marius, finish. Uh, come back, come back. What? You finish? Uh, yes. Uh, later, go to U.S. Uh, fight with Sylvia. Oh, I am crazy, crazy! (laughs) Sylvia, show me first time. What is this MMA? After this fight with with Sylvia, when I back to Poland, I told to my friend, "Never beat me next guy." And go to hard training slowly, slowly, step by step, slowly, slowly, and go to heavy training and. Now I am 13 years in MMA uh, before oh, two, two fights finish.
1: Crazy, what a story. Now you've been doing MMA, and by the way, great English. We don't even need Dominic here. The guy's amazing. My English
7: is not perfect.
1: It's, it's... I just,
7: I'm here just to take yes. some fame from him.
1: Of course, of course. Um, So at this point, not only are you still fighting, you're on a winning streak. Uh, you're in your mid 40s, 45. You're still selling out events. You're still a star. And that last fight that you just had against Bombardier, that was something else. What a knockout it was. As far as okay. all your finishes concerned, because how big that man was, is that one of your
8: favorites? <laughs> every every time when I go to fight it's a big challenge. And, uh, all the time when I go to fight is a lot of things. all the time is challenge. Big challenge, because every time is new opponent, is new challenge, not fun. All the time, lot of things is big challenge. Duże wyzwanie, za każdym razem to jest. A
7: czy z bombarderem była jakaś szczególna dla Ciebie, właśnie, że dzięki temu jak Ci się udało wygrać?
8: Okay, so It was a big challenge because I
7: had no idea what he is capable of because I didn't know how good in MMA he is. So that was special challenge for me, but every fight is a huge challenge. Every time when I step into the cage, it's always like a big challenge and I'm always like the same. I feel always, always the same pressure. Have you had to dramatically change your body,
1: change the way your body works because when you were doing a uh, Strongman, it was all about power and pushing and this and that. But as you know, when you become an MMA fighter, cardio is a big thing. So was that something that you had to learn over time? And, and did you feel like maybe early on, you were a little naive about, okay, I can just go in here and fight. But now as an MMA fighter, to have this longevity, have you had to change things drastically about your body? And if so, what, in order to have this long career mm-hmm. in the sport? I czy to się wszystko pozmieniało? MMA jest
8: different sport than strongman. I must everything change. Hmm. My body is changed. 8 lat musiałem trenować minimum, żeby wytrzymać chociaż dwie rundy po pięć minut. Więc to było przekształcenie całego ciała. Ciężka, ciężka praca. Podnoszenie ciężarów a MMA. Zupełnie inne sporty, inny wysiłek.
7: Ok, I had to train eight years to drastically change my body and the kind of way that my body is functioning because like i couldn't stand five minutes and or ten minutes for eight uh, for eight years of my training I, I i wasn't capable of uh doing the whole 10 minutes uh of like two rounds in right. mma so it was like it's totally different the way lifting and and mma is like two two
8: words Są zupełnie inne sporty. To nie ma nic wspólnego siła ze a siła z MMA to nie ma nic wspólnego. So, so even the strength in MMA
7: and in weightlifting is totally different. It's not like that when you can lift like uh, 300 kilograms in in strongman doesn't mean that this strength will be also as good in in MMA because this is different kind of strength. What would
1: happen if they mm. Sorry, what would happen if they tried to get you to go back to Strongman? Could you even do it based on how your body is functioning now or do you think you wouldn't be as good as you were when you were competing
8: over there? I, I
7: will need like four or five years to come back to Strongman. To, I, I would have to change everything drastically again. Wow, that is fascinating. Oh, <laughs>
8: Have... Tyle samo, tyle samo lat potrzebowałem roz, y, rozbroić się i żeby uzbroić się od nowa, więc
7: yeah I will need the same amount of time to to change my body again for right. strongman competition. By the way, when you were competing in strongman, what was your favorite event? I kiedy startowałeś w strongmanach, jakie były Twoje ulubione wydarzenia? Albo. Event, or the competition? Sorry,
8: like competition, right? Competition. Ze wszystkich konkurencji była tylko jedna, której nie lubiłem, a resztę wygrywałem. Przerzucanie bali, tak zwane Finger Fingers, takie przerzucanie bali. Tylko jednej, której nie lubiłem. I wszyscy o tym wiedzieli i specjalnie no, mi to wkładali.
7: So I loved all the comp- all the competition, but one, and it was like the... the, the I zawsze mi to wkładali. The, the, the one when you Finger, have this... Finger fingers takie.
8: To takie przyrzucanie bali. So you have this huge tree to się or Finger something. Fingers, Finger
7: fingers? Is that the name? Takie or... przerzucanie okay. bali. So you have like the huge huge uh, yeah,
8: kłody like drzewa uh, five
7: five meters of a tree and you have
8: to to
7: pull it over the some kind of stick or something oh so he hated it he hated it and so they always takie, put it takie. in the competition because they wanted Mariusz to lose some points wow <laughs> you felt they were trying to they were trying to get him to lose he felt
1: Czy to,
8: dotrenowałem to i tak, zrobiłem czy, prawie rekord świata, jak czy, się uparłem na to.
7: pytasz czy to było tak, że dawali ci to właśnie, żebyś stracił
8: punkty? Tak, celowo, to było robione. bo nie było dla mnie, po prostu nie mieli dla mnie po prostu, żeby, żeby coś się działo, bo byłem zapewny, że wygrywam. Okej, okay, okay, so they yes,
7: they did it on to purpose, purpose because they knew that this is the only place there can be some kind of competition because I was, I was too good in the over over right. uh, challenges, so there was no place. To, you know to even have some kind of rivalry so they put it uh, so they put it on purpose and uh he was uh, i i was so motivated to be the best even in in this one in this competition that i almost uh have a record of the world in this competition wow, also.
1: What a legend. Have they tried to get you to come back to strongman over the years?
8: Byli, ale już ja nie chcę. Uh, they tried, but I don't want. Teraz jest, że co tydzień na zawody i w Polsce i do Europy jako sędzia. Okay, I'm I'm a referee Zeraz, on byłem. the
7: competition like every every week in Poland and in Europe. Last week I was in what, like one to of the events I am je
8: a very so
7: i'm still like involved in, in this eh uh, in, in the in the strongman world but i don't want to be a, a competitor anymore
8: Okay. ale jeszcze wchodzę na konkurencje i wygrywam what? wchodzę yeah. czasami na konkurencje i wygrywam w konkurencje from, from time to time
7: i'm took I, i'm, I'm... I'm uh, trying to challenge over over competitors and I, I try to, to do
8: uh,
1: uh,
7: some kind of challenges and I win from time to time.
1: I don't doubt it, I don't doubt it, because you're
7: the greatest
8: <laughs> of all time. Uh, z okay. now, so I'm,
7: not a long time ago I won a comp- one of the competitions. Of course. Uh, now 45, you're
1: still competing, you're still winning. How many more fights do you want to have?
7: Świeć lat i cały czas startuje, jak wiele walki jeszcze, jeszcze ci.
8: Nie wiem, nie zastanawiam się na tym. Po prostu sport mnie bawi. Nie zastanawiam się, kiedy skończę.
7: I'm not thinking about it right now. I just I want to do it as long as I will have fun. So right now I don't have any kind of date. I just want to do it. Mogę tego nie robić,
8: a robię, bo po mnie bawi to.
7: I, I, I could like quit in a moment anytime because I don't have to do it, but I still have fun out of it. So right. there is no no discussion right now.
1: Now here's what I'm wondering. I mean, I'm about to turn forty, Marius. I look nothing like you. What do what do I have to eat? What do you like what do you eat on a on a daily basis, Marius, to look this good at forty five? I mean, you are a specimen. You're like a Greek god out there. Well tell us what do you eat on a daily
8: basis? Systematycznie everything. <laughs> Wszystko. Kuchnię polską przede wszystkim. I wszystko. Czekolady. Ja wszystko jem.
7: Ok, so you have to train a lot. That's the first thing. Sure. But when it comes to any kind of meals, I, I eat everything. Mostly Polish cuisine. So you have to eat. Ale
8: systematyczne, codzienne trenowanie. Yeah, Od but, lat.
7: but you have to train every day systematically
8: for many years to look like... like Six me. days in week, train systematycznie. Training slowly, slowly, step by step. Training in morning, one hour, warm up after job one hour one and a half normal slowly systematic training, not heavy training only systematic slowly normal training wow. not, he, not hard, not heavy systematic, slowly training wow,
1: who got you into this type of training like who introduced you to this lifestyle when you were when you were younger
7: sam,
8: sam się po prostu nauczyłem. I, you just did it so i I was I was the, the one who invited nauczyłem głowę po prostu systematyczności.
7: Yeah, I turned myself into this kind of machine. I I just put the pressure on myself to do it like this every day to to be systematical and to do it. Wow. Eh uh,
8: why years. though? That's yes. mróz 20 stopni. Ja zawsze wstaję w pół do 6:00 rano. Biegam, ciężarki, rozciąganie, brzuch. Od 15 lat to robię, kiedy przyszedłem do MMA.
7: So there is no no matter what kind of weather there is, I always, every day I wake up at 5.30, half past five, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the morning, I go to train and I do it for 15 years. Like the, f- f- from the beginning, when I decided to go to MMA, I do it every day for 15 years.
1: But in terms of like the bodybuilding and all that stuff, the weightlifting, why did you start to get so into it? Like what inspired you to devote your life to this?
7: Żeby poświęcić życie, na przykład wcześniej do, tego, do podnoszenia ciężarów, żeby w ogóle prowadzić takie Będąc
8: życie. Małym chłopcem, ojciec we mnie to zaszczepił. Ja miałem wtedy 8-9 lat. Ojciec przypuszcz, tak myślę, że to po prostu widziałem, co ojciec robi, i to chyba w głowie mi zostało.
7: So when I was like about eight-nine years old, my father. Like showed me that that this kind of way of this, this, this lifestyle because he used podnosił, he
8: podnosił.
7: used to be a weightlifter ah. so i i don't know if like he told me that it's a good thing to do but i think that i just saw him doing that and i told to myself deep inside
8: that this is the kind of way i want to live so i just like when does why i hope them gain cholatkim sze sze ja widzimy jak ojciec to robi i, even I if, chyba to zostało tak i tak w... mi się wydaje
7: so I don't know, because I'm always like this. But I think that when I was five, six years old, I was watching my dad doing this kind of style, living this lifestyle. And I decided that this is this is also my way. I, I read a few years ago that you said you don't
1: follow any kind of particular diet. You never have. You eat anything you want, whenever you want, even junk
7: food and things like that.
1: Still at this age, you
7: do this? Maybe że nie masz konkretnej diety, nie tylko jesz wszystko, że
8: nawet jesz czekolady. Nie mam okay. żadnej diety. Potrafię zjeść 30 czekolad, 2 kartony mleka. I nie ma problemu dla mnie. 2-3 kilo lodów zjeść potrafię sobie leżąc w łóżku i nie mam problemu z brzuchem i cały czas po prostu kostka na brzuchu jest.
7: Ok, so I nie don't wiem, do have any kind of particular diet. I just, I eat everything. I can eat 30 bars of chocolate to, to and drink to. 2 kartons of milk then i have i can eat like three kilo three uh five pounds of of uh, ice creams in the in bed it's like i I eat whenever you i want uh whatever i want whenever i want and i always have this like beautiful uh muscles on my body it's incredible by the way (inaudible) i
8: never
7: had
1: any kind of diet. incredible (inaudible) okay i won't I, i will do the same no diet for me uh do you still fly helicopters Czy czy cały czas lataz
8: helikopterami? <laughs> and where yes. do you go with the helicopters? Mam w swoim hangarze tą helikopter. Czy czy lat, czy lata czy latazę? Po całej Polsce latam, po całej Europie mogę latać helikopterami. Yeah, have, latam cały czas helikopterami. I po have
7: a few uh, helicopters in my warehouse and I I flew all over the the Poland through by helicopters. <laughs> do Do you like to be? I mean, you're you're world renowned, but you're obviously
1: very famous in Poland. Do you like being a celebrity or do you prefer kind of I know you have a farm you like to grow things do 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 you prefer to be out of the public eye you emerge when you fight but then you go back to sort of seclusion and no one recognizes you
7: No, to jest sprawa, że masz lubisz być rolnikiem i tak dalej. No ale też jesteś strasznie popularny, jesteś w olbrzymim celebritytum w Polsce w znaczeniu tym, że jesteś bardzo popularny, nie że się na ściankach wodzić. To czy lubisz właśnie to, że jesteś tak popularny czy chciałbyś troszeczkę mieć więcej spokoju?
8: Nie mam cały czas spokój, bo żyję sobie na wsi.
7: Okej.
8: Yeah, so I I Jak musza. I jak...
7: So I don't have a problem with like being popular because I live countryside and like I'm I'm living there by myself. I don't have a lot of people nearby, so it's basically I'm I living my I'm living my life and I always live it. Uh, This like calm place when I have to, when I have any kind of uh, interviews, when I do this kind of stuff ahead of KSW events. But most of the time I just live by myself uh, in my home and I do whatever I want there. By the way, your whole career, uh,
1: what is it? 16 wins, seven losses, one no contest. Uh, Every fight except for one was in KSW. Uh, All of the, the vast majority in Poland... UK here and there, but there was the one in the US, Moosin, Tim Sylvia. Were you ever uh, approached about fighting for one of the major US promotions over the years, UFC in particular? There's Bellator, there's been Strike Force, Elite. Have any of these promotions ever tried to get you to come over to fight for them?
8: A czy one, a czy Ale KSW spełnia moje wszystkie wymagania finansowe.
7: Okay, so I never thought to to work for other organization, but I through years I had a lot of uh, propositions from a lot of uh, other companies. Żartu,
8: federacja może sprostać moim wymaganiom. KSW naprawdę sprostało. But
7: there is no a lot of companies which can organizations organizations which can pay me the ah. amount of money I want. But KSW do, like KSW does it. Uh, so I, there, there's no discussion. I, I, I'm really good with
8: KSW. Okay. Pierwszym yeah. razem, żeby nie ściągnąć, musieli się zapożyczyć, żebym mógł wystąpić u nich. So, so, I to jest prawda. So KSW. Musieli się woda, że zapożyczyć u różnych ludzi, żebym chciał przejść do nich.
7: So ahead of my KSW debut, uh, KSW owners had to uh, take a loan to pay my to pay my fee, but. They did it, and right now they, are, <laughs> they, they, they have. It is a true story. So they, they, uh, they took a loan to to pay for my first fight, but then there was no, never a problem to do it.
1: Who, who was the one that convinced you to go from strongman to MMA? Was there someone in particular that said, "Hey, How you to... should try this," what or was it your idea?
7: One MMA, the was
8: someone who you to this no, no, just, no, it just, my idea. was it just
7: yeah, that was my idea. I just wanted to have fun for a for a while for a few fights, but you, you see what, uh, what the outcome.
8: Two only. It's
7: supposed to be like two fights yeah, in amazing. not more. Do you follow the Polish fighters
1: that are fighting here in the US? Like uh no, Johani Jan Jacek, Jan Bachowicz, no, a lot of them came from uh
7: you no,
8: know KSW. Do you follow them as well? Like, yeah,
7: yeah, of course I follow my fellow countrymen, mm. Okay. Like, like fighters from
1: Poland. And and this fight, what did you make of it when they offered it to you? Um, Mihama Terla is a middleweight, former middleweight champion, going up to heavyweight to fight you. So now it's kind of different than your last fight where the Bombardier guy was gigantic. Did you like this idea cuz now you're the bigger dude? And uh one might say that, you know, you should uh you should run through him, although he's a lot more I guess accomplished in his career. So what did you think about uh this this idea when it was proposed
8: to you?
7: z drugiej strony to jest człowiek, który ma bardzo dużo osiągnięcia w tej swojej kategorii, ogólnie jest bardzo tytułowanym zawodnikiem, więc co, co ty w ogóle uważasz o tym? Na powodem? każdym
8: poziomie jest to duże wyzwanie. Bombardier był ode mnie cięższy o prawie 40 kg, a tu Michał będzie ode mnie lżejszy o 10 kg, bo Michał uważał, będzie różnica między mną a Michałem będzie 10-12 nie dużo Między bombardierem a mną była dużo większa różnica. Co? So... Both of these fights
7: are really big, are really big challenges. Like Bombardier was heavier, so Bombardier was heavier by 40 kilograms, which is about 80 pounds, I Mm -hmm. think, 90 pounds, Mm -hmm. something like this. So, uh, Micha will also be a big challenge because there will be only about 12 kilograms uh, difference between us, because I will be about uh, 112, so it's about 250 pounds and he will be around 100 kilograms so it's about 210 pounds right so it's everything can happen it's like it's mma you know it's basically he can he can win i can win it's everything is possible considering his resume if you win on
1: saturday would you say it will be the most impressive win of your career
7: na to, jakie ma dokonanie, jakie ma CV i czy jeśli z nim wygrasz, to to będzie twoje największe zwycięstwo, tak na papierze najbardziej, najlepszy zawodnik, jakiego pokonałeś?
8: Nie traktuję to przez pryzmat taki. Po prostu jest to nowe wyzwanie.
7: Ok, so this is not the way I look uh, uh, on fights. It's, it's, I'm not making any kind of com, com, any kind of uh, compares, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I just treat each fight as a challenge, and this is how I approach fights. Okay,
1: fair enough. I think it would be very impressive. You're the underdog, by the way. But I'm I'm going with you, Marius.
7: The, uh, has more than I. Okay, so Michał has more to lose than I, so. More pressure on him, right?
8: Ja yeah, A Yeah, so, yeah,
7: so Michał has to win. And I only ha- have to go there and have fun and I I have to uh, show a good fight and-, and show people what I'm capable of. But Michał has to win this fight.
1: I love it. Okay, one last thing before I let you go. Is there anything left in your athletic career that you haven't accomplished yet, that you would love to accomplish? That is really something that you want to make happen in the next few years?
8: As, sport- As a, sport- As a sport- I am, I am in every regard. I być zdrowy i bez kontuzji i nic mi więcej do szczęścia nie potrzebne. So as a fighter I accompli, as
7: a athlete I, I accomplish everything. I don't have anything more to prove. I don't have anything more to to gain. It's mam karierę thing.
8: sportową fajną, mam pieniądze dobre i teraz tylko chcę być zdrowy i sportem się bawić. I had a good career. I have, trenować, oczywiście.
7: I have a lot of money, so I want to have fun. I want to be healthy and I want to train hard because this is what I like. Do, do you have any children? Muszę <laughs> dzieci.
8: <laughs> Muszę poszukać.
7: <laughs> uh, so I will translate it that way so no, non which I'm uh, which you, I the know you. about. Okay. Może tak.
8: Może powiem to w ten sposób, copem. Jestem spełniony jako facet pod każdym względem. So a jak jest inteligentny, zrozumie. So I, I also
7: I'm also uh, I, I also accomplish everything as a man, not only as an athlete, as a man. So if you will get it between the lines, it's okay. up to you. Okay, Marius,
1: well done to you. I was just wondering if you had any kids that wanted to follow in your footsteps, to be strong man,
7: to be fighter. Not now, but who knows? Maybe in, in the future I will have someone like this. Now I don't have time for, for this kind of... Activities. Activities, yes. Okay. Uh maybe some other activities.
1: Marius, you're the man. Let's see it. Let's see. It. Let's, see it. let's get a let's get a thing, Marius. Here, let's see. Oh my gosh, look at that. You can't even fit it. Let's see. How how's how, how are the abs looking? How are the abs? Let's see them. How are the abs? Look at that. No, what about here? Right here. Oh my God. Lift the shirt for us, Marius. Lift the shirt for us. Than my shirt. Head. Oh my gosh, Marius. You're a beast. Well done, my friend. Thank you so much. Legend. Good luck. Uh, A real honor to have you on this show. And I wish you the best on Saturday and the rest of your career. And Dominic, great job once again. Really appreciate your time. KSW70 in Łódź. Is it Łódź, Poland? Am I pronouncing it correctly? Yes, Yes,
7: great. Pronunciation is on point, my
1: friend. Can I tell you one of my dreams? I want to attend a KSW event. I want to be there when Marius fights one of these days in the next couple of years, this is one of my bucket list things. I've never had a chance to go to a KSW event. I would like to be there. You are always invited. Thank you. Marius, I can come when you fight. I would like to be at one of your fights. Yes? Why not? Come. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Thank we you, can guys. arrange
7: the thing that you will give a trophy to a winner. of Wow, I could buy? be in the cage and give a trophy? Yeah. okay, No problem.
1: I would love to do it. Thank you, it's guys. It's on me. Just I just appreciate come. it. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. All the best. Take care. Thank you. Mariusz Pudzianowski, the legend. Pudzianowski. Wow, did you see those arms? Wow. What a freaking legend. What a legend. I mean, that guy. No kids that he knows of. I mean, what a guy. I love it. This is one of the... Uh, this is It's truly one of the bucket list things that I would love to accomplish. I want to go to a KSW event. Those events are so much fun. And like I said, this weekend, there ain't much going on. It's pretty much KSW. If you're an MMA fan, it's KSW70 on kswtv.com. And there are some other uh, recognizable names, by the way. Not only is it Mariusz Pujanovsky against Michal Materla, 31 and 8, Michal, moving up from uh, middleweight. Uh, former UFC fighter Daniel Omelianchuk is fighting in the coming event against Ricardo Prassel. Ricardo Prassel, by the way, former uh, Contender Series alumni and former Chelsea FC goalkeeper, and uh, one of New York Rick's favorite fighters, Jason Willness. Aren't you a big Jason Wilness guy, in New York Rick? I feel like you've talked about him back in the day, former glory fighter who once beat a guy by the name of Israel Adesanya. I don't know if you're familiar uh, with him,
2: awesome, awesome fighter, uh, excited about his MMA career. Controversially beat Israel Adesanya. If you ask Israel Adesanya,
1: listen, a win is a win is a win.
2: He would have, how did he, he controversially beat him? There, I mean, how much time I got there? That was a very, um, interesting event. The ring was was very small, was very like tiny, and this was like a day of. Uh, kind of switch. There was a problem getting it on the stage, and then they had to uh, come up with a solution to get the ring on there. Very uh, small ring, which helped, uh, obviously, Wilness, who's a much more like head down aggressive um, fighter. Israel obviously moves a lot. We've seen him in the octagon, Counter Striker. Um, so that was one thing. And then just, you know, not dissimilar to how we've been talking about MMA, controversial scoring uh, thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, a fight where. Um, polarizing right like if you're on the side of the wellness style the much more traditional like dutch style you'll say uh jason won that fight if you're on uh the more finesse style that israel employs um you'll say he won that fight but either way like a very competitive great fight Willness was the champion in glory for for a bit um so yeah uh, definitely one of those guys in mma you know robin van Roosmalen, israel uh Willness, those are the guys uh, alex um those are the guys you want to pay attention to
1: now, what do you think if I'm in the
2: cage at one of these events handing over a trophy like Dominic said?
1: <laughs> Appropriate or inappropriate for yeah, me? Yeah, for
2: sure. I mean, why don't you, you know what? Just show up at the strongman competitions, hand out trophies there. Yeah, like, let's just... I feel like they would let me, like, can I corner someone? Can I just be, I feel like, wouldn't that be great? That's, that's what they need. They need you in the corner
1: shouting advice at them. They put on a great show. We've yeah. talked about this a lot. The Absolutely. ring announcers, legendary. The announcers are great. The lights, the entrances, the video packages are really, really fun. I'm a fan. You know, who else is a fan? Caposa. Kaposa is like the number one. KSW. Is there guy.
2: something? It could could you have named anything that Caposa isn't a fan? No, but I at least feel like watches. a lot of our
1: KSW knowledge comes from Caposa. If I'm being honest, for sure.
2: I, I I feel like you know, let's not go on too long about this. But shout out to Caposa because like all of our knowledge of some of these like more obscure promotions or even promotions that are not necessarily in the spotlight all the time comes from Kaposa on Twitter. So shout yeah. out to the man.
1: KSW70 this Saturday, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern. It's Marius Puzunovsky against Mihama Matarla. This is what we do on this program. Okay. We ain't these Johnny come Latelys. They're like, Oh, there's nothing to watch. No, no, no. We will find you something to watch. And not only that, we're giving you strong man legends on this program. Okay. Now more on, uh, Pooja's fight in a moment and more on this past weekend's action in a moment, because we have to reconvene. There's a few more things that I need to talk to GC and New York Rick about, but before we get to all that, a quick word. Let's talk to the guys here for a second. I have a few things I need to get off my chest. New York Rick and GC, you guys there? Or did you uh, go home for the day? No, we're here.
2: Okay. I mean, does does that joke now extend to GC? I feel like that was specific to me. He's yes. here. I, I, I might check out, but no, it's he's here. just a thing to, to say. Um, Sounds about right.
1: I have a lot to say, but can we just talk about Marius for a second? I, mean, all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I was like a
1: pig I, shit. I love that can, guy. Can I just,
2: <laughs> I literally transcribed when you asked him about his diet. Let me read this one more time for the folks out there who missed it. I don't have any kind of particular diet. I eat everything. I can eat 30 bars of chocolate, drink two cartons of milk, then eat five pounds of ice cream in bed. I eat whatever I want, <laughs> whenever I want, and I always have these beautiful muscles on my body. God. That is that is the man living life properly. That, I, that is the man right
3: there. I loved how the translator would kind of start saying it in English and he would just keep feeding just keep him going. more yes, and more. Yes, yes, well, yes, yes, yes. It, was, it almost sounded like he was correcting him.
2: Yeah, he speaks really good English. Like yeah. he's he actually he's, really he's, does. he's just yeah, he li- does. listening to him speak English. I'm like, ah, eh, let me correct you a little bit because yeah. he speaks English. Let me help like, you out, Dominic. His English is great.
1: I read this quote from him, so I was wondering if he was gonna give us like an Overeem thing about you know I have my meal and then I sleep and then he says yeah. breakfast is ten eggs and two to three pounds <laughs> of bacon. <laughs> Between meals, I eat lots of candy. In the morning, it will be several Three Musketeers and or Snickers bars. I need them for energy. Lunch at around 1 or 2 is a double meal of Polish pork chop, sauerkraut, and potatoes. An hour later, I work out. Then I take lots of supplements. Magnesium, creatine, (laughs) amino acids, all that stuff, and more chocolate. Dinner is whatever meat I can grab. Steaks, pork chops, bacon, plus more sauerkraut and potatoes. At 9 or 10 p.m., I work out again. Afterward, I have a protein shake and more chocolate. At three or four a.m., I wake up and have more chocolate, and then <laughs> well, I go back to sleep. Thirty bars
2: of chocolate.
0: <laughs> Amazing! It's, it's gonna be a guy. hard
3: time not taking him as a dog this weekend. P- Honestly,
2: and The Rock at a table together. Oh my let's, god! Let's Having get
3: that
1: it. cheat meal and yep. overing while we're at it. Yep. Uh, I pretty much convinced myself in that moment that he's my dog of the week. <laughs> <laughs> we're going know. right back to the yeah. well, baby. If there was ever a uh, pick with your heart, not with your mind, situation. There, there it is, right there. It's right there. Wow, he has your heart, kiss. And and I mean, I feel like GCU set, kind of said like you're gonna stay away from the non-UFC ones, but I mean, we got no choice. Keep it light, we yeah. Gotta we got to ride mean We have to.
2: Hold on one second. Stop trying to rope him into <laughs> into this. <laughs> what? Stop. Stop trying to rope him into this. This is your dog of the week. Because I kind
3: of planted the seed before the show. Though. I
2: noticed early in the show, at the very top, you said we. Yeah, we. Yeah, no, you you botched the pick. You no, by the way, botched
1: the pick. I say we ride. You you, you say too on Twitter, GC. Yeah. You say I, like I
3: told Rick that I was like I I've been guilty of using the we. I feel like that's the vernacular that we use don't in the betting. We world. ride together. We die yeah. together in, oh, in the game. betting
4: world. <laughs> you and the
2: betting. I feel like that's <laughs> what people say. Don't,
3: uh, don't let him bring you
2: down, GC. That's all. And I'll by say.
1: the way, the, the, it's 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 like the capital we. It's for everyone who shows sure. the royal Right? Yeah, you know, everyone tried to ride with me, or at least some people rode with me. Uh, by the way, for the record, plus 150 is Marius, so.
3: If Marius gets it done this weekend, it'll be so cool. Oh, my God. It'll I mean, be, it'll just be, it's just all, all this
1: I'd have to have him back on the <laughs> yes. program. By the way, a quick programming note, no show next Monday because of Memorial Day. Victoria Day, we do a show. Memorial Day, we're off. So we'll have just one show next week, and that will be the uh, the Wednesday show to uh, get you set for the highly anticipated card at the uh, iconic UFC Apex. By the way, are they trolling me, the UFC Oh, that uh, was such account? a fantastic tweet. They are trolling me, you think?
3: 100%? I mean, just like, what's more beautiful in the world than yeah, what's the a, empty is, UFC <laughs> Apex? Like, I loved every response. It was just like it a is. full crowd event.
1: Full crowd tagging me. I actually appreciate the troll. It's not, The Fight Pass guys always troll me. Fight Pass, for sure. <laughs> the UFC account th- kind of pretends like I don't exist. Unfollowed me at some point, too. I noticed. Wow, that hurts. I mean yeah.
2: stop taking shots and you're... by the
1: way, another I, I had see, sometimes I just say too much. Someone unfollowed okay. me. I saw someone unfollow me. It kinda hurt. Should I say it or
3: should I not? Nah, no, don't no, don't no, come no. on, okay. don't hear
2: out the dirty laundry. If if well, anything, I, we've seen they unfollowed Michelle...
3: me. Yeah, but don't let them know that it hurt you. Okay, sorry, sorry. I got we'll hear us. it after the show. That's huh? also I, a good point. I clicked on it and I was like, ah,
2: oh, in the heart. Now I don't wanna I don't wanna open old wounds here. Yeah. Well, how did you even see that they unfollowed you? Great I tweet. think I might
1: know who it is. Mm, I don't think so.
2: You, you exactly. noticed that they had a Great tweet.
1: tweet. Then I was like, oh, I haven't seen tweets from this guy in a while. Which okay. Which has like, to do with the follower
2: unfollow. Unf- Maybe they blocked me for a second.
1: But then yeah, I would I don't have wanna,
2: unfollowed. I don't want to open old wounds here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are scenarios where people get unfollowed accidentally. No, but
1: this one kind of makes sense. This, okay. again. Okay. No, this one kind of makes sense. If
2: this one makes sense, then I'm not going to say. But there is a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not, <laughs> I'm gonna. T- I'm gonna open myself up to take some arrows here because a lot of people don't understand this. Yeah. there is a thing where older people who have been on Twitter for a while more commonly accounts will get unfollowed. It's a good so point. it is possible, and it is possible. I would. I would maybe reach out to them if you're feeling some type of way about it. But now, if you're saying there's a justification, if you're saying there might have been a reason, I feel like that's this a one different kind of makes f- I Okay, mean, it's been okay. kind of.
1: But I do feel better now that you say that. I won't lie. There's a part of me that wants to just kind of figure out if what If they've happened. been on
2: Twitter for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, they have. They have. That, that happens. That really does happen. Anyway, to me, to. how
1: I figured it out. Great tweet. Hadn't seen tweet in a while. scrolling yeah. through it. And I'm like, oh, it's not there. Why does it matter so much? Why does Wait. that matter so much? Great tweet. had
2: not seen them in a while. Isn't that you unfollowing them then? No, no, no. But I don't really look at Twitter like that. So I just wanted to catch up.
3: Oh, and then you clicked on their yeah, profile. because I'm a list guy, it, right? Got, uh, so it it hurts, it, got it. Got it. Hurts. Yeah, because Twitter puts it in your face. Instagram is kind in of hidden kinda a little bit. You kind of have to bit. look for it, right? Yeah. yeah. Why does Twitter that matter right so much? Face. Because
1: I will admit, it does matter. Like you feel it's sort of like it's almost like
3: a slight to you. It's almost like a no. Why yeah. does the
1: follow matter? The follow matters as much to me as the blue text. When I get someone, no, no, the text. If you give me your phone number and it's just like. Oh, Marius, what's like, up? Message. And oh, all of a sudden, oh. they have blue. I instantly feel connection oh, with this such human such being. Such a stupid no, thing. No, 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 no. So it's much. a connection. And then it's the so follow, dumb. I feel a connection with it's that person. So
2: follow, that- sure. The the green bubble versus blue bubble thing is legit one of the dumbest things Also, ever.
3: to have followed Smart. you at one point and then unfollowed you. That hurts. They had to go do it. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Maybe not. I, yes. I actually also agree with the the green to blue. We no, I mean, can't put the green in the group messages. It's a oh, whole mess. You are, are you Android losers?
2: No, come on. I would never do. Th- I would never own an Android, but I <laughs> have exactly, symp- I have yeah. sympathy for my Android brethren. I'm with Rick on this
0: one.
1: Yeah, yes. no, that's cra- So uh, I'll break the fourth wall for a second. I- I've started to work out with a trainer. You know,
2: just trying to up my game. Oh, wow. All right. What kind of trainer? Like like. Fit, really Like, great. Oh, lifting this... weights, or are we talking boxing again? What are we doing? So, no, now we're doing, like, the whole thing.
1: Not just solely boxing, but we do box, actually. CrossFit? Like, former collegiate wrestler, Guinness World Record holder. Wow.
3: Is this uh, Daniel Cormier? Who is I was it? Was gonna no, say. <laughs> no, 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 no,
1: but... Get his phone number initially it's green text. I didn't feel the connection now. I met this him. So we're dumb. good I really like him a lot,
2: but yeah, I didn't feel of course because like... he's a human being
3: I don't, I don't go it, to the point about a it, like bubble. a connection for the blue-green. I, I, I felt I like I like having the blue feels a like,
1: David moment.
2: No, it feels like something
1: opens up It feels like there's a barrier when it's green because here's the thing if Never you sure text... if they got it exactly because if you text someone who's blue and they're in the air or something It goes to green, right? So I feel like our brains have been programmed for the green to signify some sort of barrier speaking
3: Don't for over... yourself only obviously Yeah, I mean, cuz this makes no sense i think that I, f- I feel like that's a pretty popular opinion to hate the green bubbles hate it not only hate it it
1: makes me feel like you're distant <laughs> yeah and then you met the guy and he was a nice <laughs> yeah, guy and yeah. he was a normal human <laughs> well, being the like first the first question of i wanted to ask was why do you have the green you seem like a nice guy <laughs> yeah, why do you have is, the green this is um, this is dreadful all right might as well recap the weekend since we've been
3: talking about santiago I feel good about Santiago. I still don't. I mean, was a loss is a loss. But. It was a very close fight. Yeah. yeah, he came on strong at the end, too. I thought he might pull it out.
1: By the way, what about GC in Atlanta, back home with the homies, still watching UFC fight night, excuse me, UFC Apex 58? I mean, I felt like that was pretty 55, but yeah. 55. No, yeah, <laughs> no,
3: I actually was with... A whole crew down at a bar, and I was streaming it. I had the portable charger and everything. Streamed every fight. When they did the home Vieira decision, it was all crowded and loud. I had it up to my ear and everything <laughs> to hear it. I mean, it's I was a like hold year. on, hold on, guys! Main event decision.
1: <laughs> they could have put it up at the bar. I guess it's a plus event, right? Yeah, nah. couldn't be bothered down there.
3: Playoff <sighs> hockey, playoff basketball. That's that true. takes a little bit of precedence over home. ahead against uh, Santiago Apex fifty-five. Right. Um, all right. So how did we do? We did well. We did very well. Let's go ahead and uh, recap it here. Let's start it out. The singles, uh, we go five and two on those. Riding into the H Dow, we were perfect on the night. Mm. Was a little bit hoping home would uh, pull it out, not only to win money, but also so I could just come on here and just play a huge blame train of. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I would have had a perfect night if it was for you. Did you but- go
1: with Santiago because of me?
3: Yeah, do you not remember the moment on the show? Like we all decided yeah, together. I
1: but I mean, I thought that was for the show. Like you wouldn't have done it had it not been for me.
3: No, damn it! All right, my bad. But it would have been cooler had he pulled it out. We we all would have rode, rode together. Rick, you know Frank. I don't know if they actually put the bets in, but uh, I did ride with Santiago here. Go to the parlays. We go three and zero on the parlays. We hit like a little mini air fryer plus three ten. I called it the prop fr- uh, fryer. So we do well there. End up. 5 and 2 singles, 3 and 0 oh parlays. Finish up 7.1 units on the week. We are now up 28 units in 2022 and we hit the 40 unit mark overall. So uh yeah, pretty satisfactory week here uh, heading into the UFC Man, break.
1: Plus 40. That's 40. A lot. Yo, 40. all these jabrones online who call themselves MMA betting guru blah blah blah. They're not at plus 40.
3: Eh, there, there are better betters than oh, me. But right. I'm also I'm not a capper. I'm not you know I'm not selling picks or anything here. Just a producer that gives out picks. So yeah, we're, what does uh, a capper mean? I don't know. You you're like a professional gambler, professional better, tout. You sell Got picks, it. things Got like it. that. Um, so yeah, we're we're feeling pretty good right now. We're gonna see if we can did keep this uh, train rolling. I did. Yeah. I personally did. Um, but like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dwell on it. I can see how they scored it for. Ketlin, I mean, she did bring the damage. And, like, that's just going to happen. Like, these these bad decisions happen fairly frequently uh, in the UFC. I was disappointed. I was bummed. And I definitely thought home won. But, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Um,
1: some good performances. Chase Hooper, that was fun.
3: Chase Hooper, Jelton Almeida.
1: Jelton Almeida. Again, Golly, zero
3: dude. strikes landed against him. Like Crazy, that guy. I and am... moving up. Yes, I am like incredibly looking forward to it. And like when he went in for the takedown, and like Porter stuffed it at first, I was like, "Oh wow, he might actually be too heavy. And then he just lifts him up, drops him, fights over from there. What
1: happened to uh, New Britain, Connecticut's own?
3: Yeah, yeah. Tough spot for him. Yeah, well, I bet on Almeida, so I was right, excited. I mean, I'm excited to see to see where he goes. I mean, it was, a, it was I said it was a sneaky little. It was a sneaky little fun card. Um, few people hitting big. Actually, a lot to go through. I mean, mm. well, not a lot, but. Uh, we ended up with our, our typical four. Devin's bookie, the big hitter of the week. People have really come on to these uh, same game or same fight parlays on DraftKings. Uh, he does now. This was like a mistake by DraftKings, and they and this oh. kid like smashed the line. It was Holly Holm most significant strikes in the fight and over one and a half rounds plus thirteen hundred. Uh, and then he also hit over a half round at plus nine fifty, um, and he went super heavy on this. Turns. Tw- twenty nine hundred into thirty five thousand three hundred and fifty dollars. Holy smokes. Like I gotta get I gotta give these things a whirl. This uh this next card, I, I'm going to try one of these same game part lists. And Stop? I'm saying, no, they're not gonna offer <laughs> it. <fight for me>. <laughs> Absolutely I <laughs> not. I mean that would be fantastic. I would love if DraftKings even put it up. We're gonna see if we get it. Uh so shout out to Devin's bookie for the uh for the big Hit of the week, some honorable mentions, some crazy ones here incorruptible OG, plus 83370 he goes 11 for 11, calls every single fight correctly on the card. We don't unit shame here. He turns $0.10 cents into $83. Uh, pretty nice return on investment there. Guerrero MMA, five, five-leg parlay, plus 3217 Turns $50 into 1658 Jeez. And then last but not least, this one was crazy. I saw this one before the Chase Hooper fight, so I was kind of paying attention to it to see if it was going to happen. Clint McLean, diehard MMA pod. We've had him on there before. He does some some crazy hits every once in a while. Chase Hooper by KOTKO, plus 1,100. Chase Hooper by KOTKO in round three, plus 4,000. Wow. Hits hits both of those. And then he also parlays Sam Hughes in round three with Chase Hooper in round three. That's plus 43,600. He turned $65 into $3,400. I mean, wow. Is this the guy who up. was
1: yelling on, uh, on Twitter? Yeah.
3: I saw that guy. <laughs> on he your gets feet. pretty hype. He gets, uh, he gets pretty hype. But wow. uh, yeah, crazy calls. Crazy calls there. Uh, and then the last one, it's not a bet, but uh, it was definitely a big hit here. Ariel Hawani. Oh. Uh, ratioing and ten seven DC live during the broadcast. I, uh, <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Thank you. I mean, I love to see a successful ratio just as much as I love to see an unsuccessful one because it looks really bad. But. uh... I mean, it's too easy uh, with DC.
1: You want to know the best part about this whole exchange? Yeah, I think Uh, I already know it. Well, the thing is, I I come to find out that there's like a a failed ratio count. So some people were trying to get me on that. Didn't work. And all of a sudden, I see this tweet from DC about uh, Eric Anders losing, right? And I was like, well, this ratio wins. And it was too easy. Now, it lingers, it lingers, it lingers, it lingers. And then finally, I mean, now I'm smoking him in the ratio department. I mean, again, this was was... like a softball down the middle. He texts me, what does this mean? (laughs) And I'm like, hey, listen, you got to be under 40 to get this kind of joke. You got to be under 40. I'm sorry. I can't help you. He goes, come on, come on. Tell me something to say. Tell me something to reply. So I write back, eat this ratio, Helwani. He writes that. And then I hit him back with the you would eat it. (laughs) You ooped
3: yourself on that one. (laughs) I think that takes away from him a little bit. No, I'm sorry. Hey, you set him up for it. I no, was I hoping that he actually just kind said of that.
1: Even more sinister. <laughs> <laughs> I set him up, thinking he thought that I was helping him out. In the end, I set him up to dunk on him again.
3: Yeah, I mean it was fantastic work. I mean the the double ratio. Thank uh, you. I mean the back-to-back. and then you got these other
1: dudes who try to ratio me.
3: I mean, it's like. See, shit. I love a failed ratio where someone says ratio and then you go to it and it has no likes or one like. That's, Yo, yeah, that's I just that as good time. as seeing the successful ratio. It's all, I've never been ratioed. <sighs> we'll see. Yeah. I'm to watch it back then. No, uh, and then last but not least, McGregor we had the draft Rousey. That jabron. Yes. Oh, yeah. He that, he that loves dude, a good ratio. He, that man will ratio anyone. I know, he, but I, I mean, it's not. Even, it's like child's play. I mean, he can't I even. I think compete. he ratioed like Biden one time or something. Yeah. With me, it's like. Uh, And then I think we got a DraftKings shout-out here.
1: Oh, Going back
3: to the 8-bit.
1: Can I I get on it? This is like one of the... Oh, oh. Ah. That's amazing.
3: Eric Eastman. I'm going over his face. This man is a menace to society. It's Gaucho Loco. Again, he will not stop winning. Again? Again, Wait, did he change his picture? He he found me on Twitter one week when I didn't put up the uh, oh the contest enough, and he was like, "I'm coming for the crown." So now I have a real picture of him. And he he swept all three competitions again. That's the second time he's done that in the last month. So what's he now? Three? Uh, yeah, he's one. He's gotten a shout out like three or four times. This guy is a menace. I feel to like we need league. like a leaderboard now. Yeah, there is a leaderboard.
1: How many wins? He's, win? he's like, number one on it. Oh, uh, yeah. In, In terms, terms like, of wins. Like,
3: like cumulative points. That, no, like that standings. I would have to like up. how many times
1: they've been the big yeah, hitter. That type of thing. you know? Yeah, I'd have to look it up. Uh, of course, Mike Ryan of the Levitard Show fame gets a nod, right? He's won a couple of <laughs> times. <laughs> Shout
3: out Mike Ryan of yes. the uh, the Levitard Show. Um, all right. Wow. Gaucho. The man. Now uh, he's yeah. got a son up there. Guac- Guacamole is killer, I would say. Guacamole, yes. I didn't get that joke, if I'm being honest. I didn't either until Did he explained it. You check out the awards? Of course. Yeah. I mean, you got great stuff. From you got K-Shot. to mention. Yeah, uh, what was it about the better? Yeah, the better, the better, better award. I can't even remember. And who, who won. won? I can't even remember. Can't even remember. Um, all right. I don't think
2: anybody won that one. Wasn't it like he put like question mark and then GCU to to? Oh, that's tag it right. In later. Yes. Oh yeah. He was supposed to come up with one. Yeah. That's kind of lazy on Kilashore's yeah, part. Yeah, so. I agree. I agree.
1: By the way, what happened to New York Rick? Why are you not in the shot anymore?
2: That was GC's talking. Jesus, relax.
1: I thought maybe you left or something. Was... Uh, see, that doesn't even
2: make sense. I'm on the mic. This, <laughs> I don't know. I
1: have I actual I mean I have I'm real separation anxiety.
3: So is, how, I mean, uh Rick's getting tired of all the Hawani he bits here. Sorry. So
1: so
3: lame. Uh, can we okay, I got a bit
1: for you. Okay, I, I, mean, I saw a lot of talk. I mean, it did well. I saw a lot of talk. Oh, Jake Paul has to fight Anderson. This is the fight. You know what? I disagree. Why does this have to be yeah, the fight? Yeah, let's
2: get let's get world renowned Love Island cast member. Yeah, that's right. Tommy Fury. Wh- no, here's the thing. I'm down if it's the fight, but why does it have to be the fight? Why is it? Why no, is that? I mean, 47 year old against I'll, the 24 I'll, I'll year old. I'll to come be with the fight. you on that. I'll come with you on that. But is there any doubt that people would rather see that fight? Last time we talked about this, you said no. People would not rather see that fight. They would rather see Tommy Fury. I mean, come on.
3: So randomly, when I was back in Atlanta, yeah. Uh, I was introduced to like these two or three girls and they asked me what I did and somehow fighting came up and they were like, Oh man, the only fighter I know is uh Tommy Fury. Oh, I thought you say Jake uh, Paul. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Oh yeah, you might fight Jake Paul. They were like, Oh, I would love that. I would love to see that. And I just started cracking up.
2: <laughs> oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, the the you know, there's another uh pro boxer from Love Island, uh what was his name? He was on he was on the challenge. That's the only reason I know this. Um and again, I mean, to my point. Don't even know what his name is. Okay, more th- fights than Tommy Fury. Nobody who watches Love Island is buying the pay per view based on that. It Let will, me just be
1: very clear before it. anyone minces my words. If Anderson fights Jake, I'm obviously all in. This is like our wheelhouse. It would be crazy. I I I called Anderson Silva the comeback fighter of the year last year. Like his story's been amazing. That being said, he was fighting on some bizarre stream in Dubai. I mean, like. To suggest that he is a bigger name right now, worldwide in mainstream, than the guy on the Fight Island show that was, uh, you know, that is Tyson Fury's half brother, feels like who a bit sells, of a stretch.
2: Who sells more pay per views?
1: Who sells more my pay-per-views? debate wasn't. I, I actually who, don't know.
2: I really don't my know. De, my 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 answer wasn't. He's more known by people who watch Netflix or whatever channel that's on than Anderson Silva. I will grant you that. Do you, you think both fights happen, let's say, uh, August 13th, right? That's the date Yeah. Uh,
1: in Houston. Let's just pick a random city <clears throat> yep. on Showtime, let's say. And by the way, not really talked about thing is the fact that Jake Paul is a free agent right now, TV-wise. yeah. Uh, he had a two-fight deal with Showtime. I mean, that doesn't yep. really affect the viewer at home, but I'm kind of interested to see where that story goes. Anyway, let's say Showtime, pay-per-view, Anderson versus Jake in some, you know— Random U.S. City yep. or uh, Jake versus Tommy in some random US which, City. You think Which that sells more pay-per-views? Anderson yeah. and
2: Silva, not even a question. By a wide margin? Huge margin. Huge margin? Tommy Fury brings nothing to this fight. Okay. Zero. Nothing. Anderson versus Jake in
1: some random American town or Jake versus Tommy in the UK.
2: Okay, well now we're talking. Are we talking like gate now? Like if you're doing, if you're yeah, doing what like does better the business? Package, what does better business? Yeah, that that could potentially the bridge will. the gap, especially because now you can sell more pay-per-views in the UK too, right? Like you can you can move the the if if they do like the what is it? Um, BT box office, right? Yeah. Now, now there's now there's a, a different equation. I would argue Anderson probably does still more, um, because the fans that are fight fans in the UK know Anderson Silva as well. I'm not convinced that Tommy would sell much more than, um, than Anderson in the UK, but in the US it wouldn't even be close. It, it, Anderson would crush him on, under the weight of his pay-per-views.
1: What
3: do you think, GC? I think whoever Jake Paul fights, I'm going to watch it regardless. Opponent doesn't really matter. Well, uh, yeah. Our,
2: our yeah, buddy well, Jedi Goodman, who's also a Challenge fan, Idris Virgo was the uh, guy
3: i was referring to. Have I you ever heard of this that, man? Cuz no. he's
2: like a 12 and 0 boxer who was on Love Island. No. He's not he's but not doing any Tommy
3: Fury is more than Idris. Uh That's
2: that's my point though, right? Like it's all the other things. It's being Tyson Fury's brother. Yes. It's Jake Paul mentioning his name. Right. Nobody who watches Love Island is buying a pay-per-view. Did you one. watch the Anderson fight? Yeah. So what do you think? What about it? What do you mean?
1: I mean like what what do you like do you really think, based on the the place that he's at in his career, the way he sells fights, his personality, that that could? I, I just think there'll be more heat. There's no heat right now between Jake and Anderson. Again,
2: there's no just heat to be, between Jake and Tommy Fury. Tommy it, Fury is not bringing heat. By the way, I'd it's rather Jake. see.
1: I'd rather see the Anderson fight because, like, it's more of an emotional. You, but the idea that happened. it has to be Anderson because oh it's no, such again, a new I'm brainer. not in on that.
2: I don't think that that is. The, but what I'm telling you. In there it may very well be likely that his next fight is Tommy Fury it will do it will do fine Jake Paul's next fight is Tommy Fury it will do fine I'm sure the tea leaves are pointing in that direction my yeah. point is Tommy Fury is not bringing anything to that equation just not like which which, which win does he get more credit for beating the 47 year old. Former MMA great or
1: Anderson like, for sure because you know what's the first thing someone's going to say if yeah. he
3: beats him. I think that's all they're going to say. Is well, if he beats they'll Anderson. find oh, a reason. If, if
2: somebody is inclined to not give Jake Paul credit for his fights, they will always yeah, find a reason. There I, will, I agree with that. There will <laughs> always be a reason. Anderson too old. Tommy Fury not a great boxer. There's always going to be a reason. Not that is a, an irrelevant conversation. Of course, if he fights not Connor, the guy hasn't won a fight in X number that, of years. Yeah. There will always be a reason. What I'm telling you is that Anderson Silva has more fight cachet, and nobody who watches Love Island is buying a pay-per-view. And I th- I'm very, very confident in saying that. There are no Love Island fans who are buying pay-per-views. Otherwise, Idris Virgo would be the number one pay-per-view draw right now. No, because Idris Virgo is nowhere near as big as uh Tony Fury. It's a good point. It's all based on the on the Love Island. There is, there is no cachet. there is no pull from Love Island. It's because he's Tommy Fury's brother. Uh, it's because he's Tyson Fury's brother. It's because Jake Paul's mentioned his name.
1: Right. There's a little bit right. of heat there. There's I'm, I'm the, agreeing with you. But there's heat there. There's at least some there? Heat. Yeah,
3: like there's there's more to, than this Idris Virgo guy. There's I, way I, more I, I than this, this Idris, Idris I've never, never even heard of this guy. guy. Again, you if guys they, are not if understanding they did, listen, the argument. But listen,
1: if they did the fight in the UK, heat-wise, promotion-wise, you got John Fury now
2: involved. He do could, you? Do they even care about... Tommy that much? Like how much do they really get involved yeah, in the at He was son, sitting yes. at the press conference. What are you talking about? You remember that whole thing? Let's just say I, I get the sense that well, uh, then, yeah,
3: Tommy's not the the most loved child in that nah, film. Though. But then uh, Jake could go over there and be face to face with John too, which yes, I think would be great theater. It
1: would be int- I mean, it would be incredible.
3: Again, you're you're making the point that there's an
2: interesting element to Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul. Not the argument. Has nothing to do with Love Island. What are Zero. we arguing about right now? What the bigger gate is? What? Who does more pay per views? Yeah. What is the argument? I've, I mean, I've stated, it, I've stated it very plainly. You guys are all on this train that like Tommy Fury has this like mainstream appeal from Love He's Island got the package. He's got nothing. There is nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually,
1: I feel like the Love Island part is number three
3: or four on the yes. list. Okay, of, there. Yeah. Well,
2: now, now that's
1: Tyson
3: I mean, you start yeah, to draw was, Yeah, you can, you're crazy you, if you think Love Island is the number one nah, thing here for the, right. the the it's draw. It's zero. Of fight. It's nothing.
1: Did you see his performance in his last fight? You smoked the guy. He's a fantastic. Wait, fighter. what?
3: No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. Um, I was about to say, Jesus. The levels of delusion. Anderson, right. let's just get the opponent so I can get excited for it. Because well, I'm going watch thing. it regardless. You, you know what's
1: the crazy thing about it? The crazy thing is there's no clear cut guy. It's like we're all trying to get Yeah, so you're talking ourselves. about all
2: this heat with Tommy Fury, It's like, what heat? No, Jake, no, no. This I'm is tra- all carried I'm, by Jake Paul. Listen, all if, of it. If I were
1: in charge of his career, I would keep the MMA thing going. And it's unfortunate that there's no clear-cut MMA guy other than Anderson, who's 47. There's not a single other another, person out there. Another you know, f-
3: thing, I f- think you go ahead, go ahead, Jesus. I just feel like the pre-fight things with Tommy would be way more interesting, but the fight itself with Anderson that's that's would fair. be more interesting. I think you guys. Think that's are, a fair point. can't really do Tom- a
1: face-to-face with Anderson.
3: Why not? I just
2: feel like Anderson's not going to buy
1: won't engage. into Jake. Yeah, he won't engage. Whole shtick. He'll say yeah. he'll want to fight his clone instead and all this stuff.
2: Yeah, that, that's fine. <laughs> Make the money. Jake Paul will carry it, as he always has. Right. Jake yeah. Paul will carry it, as he always has. This has mm-hmm. nothing to do... The opponent. The opponent's almost irrelevant, being completely honest. Like, how much heat was there with Ty- with Tyron Woodley, the second time? There was a lot. Well, that was, you know... Oh, stop. No, no, no. The first time, there was a ton of heat. Come Yeah, on, the don't first do time was good. History. The second no, time... No, I
1: didn't time revise was... history. I literally no, said the second you said time. said second at the end. Second time, though... Was a wash.
2: Like, that wasn't the plan. No one wanted to see that rematch. Agreed. So, I mean, I almost... And Jake Paul still carried it. Jake Paul will carry it against anybody. Anderson Silva is a more credible fighter than Tommy Fury, worldwide audience. It just is a fact. (laughs) Well, now I feel like we're changing the goalposts. Of
1: course he's a more credible fighter. I'm just trying to find the fight that makes the most sense.
2: But you also... I think you have and you've put this forward before, like you think that like Tommy Fury is going to end the conversation about like he hasn't fought a real boxer. It will not. It it will 0% end that conversation. It's not. It's not. He will, he will be, first of all, I don't think he's very good right now. Wait until Jake Paul beats him. The conversation about how good a boxer he is. He's going to be, they're going to call him the worst boxer of all time. There will be no credit given to Jake Paul if he beats Tommy Fury. There'll be no credit given to Jake Paul if he beats Anderson Silva. There'll be no credit given to Jake Paul if he beats Mayweather. Logan Paul like, had a well, competitive fight was. with yeah. uh, Mayweather, and it's like, oh, uh, it was rigged, this and that. They're, they will not get credit, period. That, that will never happen. I just wish someone would have emerged, even someone in Bellator, you know? Well, I'll say this. The one who's made the best case Dylan for Davis. it, the one who's talking the loudest and, and making the most noise, Anthony Pretty Boy Taylor. I like what he's trying to do here. I like what? him talking about it. He doesn't— I haven't do even mean? seen anything. Nah, he continues to just kind of talk about Wait, them. Wait, Anthony Taylor has turned on Jake? He's He wants to fight. What? Yeah. Where have I been? Um But again, he doesn't have enough name. Like, he's not going to... Wait, they're not buds anymore? I thought the whole thing was he was his training partner. Unless, I, unless I've misremembered that Anyway, that's not going to happen. That is yeah, not, of course There's, not, there's no of way it's going to happen. Uh, nobody's... Yeah, I mean, Chris is Dylan going to come back all of a sudden? No, I mean, we haven't heard from him. <laughs> I mean, since, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's where January. Jake
3: might get credit that one fight if he beat Dylan Dennis. <laughs> just because people want to <laughs> see that. Happen. With, the GOAT. God. Honestly, I mean, we, I don't know why you just brought him up, but
1: I mean, talk about fumbling it. it there's literally no one. Like, he could emerge right now if he was active. If yeah, you, if he just
2: came and made some noise, you're right. MVP would be fun.
3: Bellator guy, yeah. Wait, that would what? Be random yeah. as hell.
1: No, MVP has kind of hinted at it in the past, but huh. he's not making any noise for it. What? He, he's not banging the drum. Don't you think MVP versus
3: Jake would be an interesting boxing match? I would be more excited for Silver or Tommy, though. <sighs> uh, sort of the same age. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out something. These are very. I mean, there's nothing. I feel like I feel like there,
2: he probably has something figured out. We're less no- than three months away. There's nothing there. Jake Paul's going to carry it. It's irrelevant at this point who he's going to fight. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Uh, let me
1: ask you guys: uh, What are you more interested in, Holly Holm resuming her MMA career,
3: or trying to get the Katie Taylor fight? For sure, Katie Taylor. Yes, Katie Taylor. Wouldn't that be so fun? Yeah, because like, where I mean, where does Holly go from here? Like you mentioned it earlier, yeah. she's turning forty-one soon. She's now fights removed from fighting for a title again.
2: Yeah, I mean, just what what does Holly Holm have left to accomplish
3: in MMA at this point? Is there anything yeah. that
2: we care about? No, like she's done. She's done everything. There's there's nothing
1: left. Katie Taylor is staring at two upcoming fights: a rematch against Amanda Serrano and then a potential Holly Holm fight. Like that is gigantic stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's It's way more interesting. Man, imagine back in Ireland, that would be incredible. I'd love to see that. Um, I don't I don't know if it's going to happen. She has one fight left. I mean, again, I don't know how she gets to a title shot. Is the UFC going to resign her? She costs a lot of money. Can I just say, speaking of 135. Uh, Rick, you would know because you follow this stuff very, very closely. I mean, that feels, at least to me, like the most definitive answer from Valentina about 135, right? 100%. Yeah. Like in the past, she's always kind of been like, yeah, maybe. Like she was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to win this one. And then
2: we're going up. Yeah. No, that is by far the most definitive she's been. She's always, as to your point, she's always been wishy washy about it. It's always been, you know, maybe down the line I'll get that one, you know, again. You asked her point blank, is it next? And she said, very, very, very possibly. So, like, wow.
3: yeah. Love the idea of that. Sitting on a uh, Shevchenko Bantamweight champion by the end of the year, plus 800. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> are you really? Where are we at with back. those? I was sitting back here hyped up.
1: We're, we're, we're approaching the halfway point. By the way, Frank, you know, I when, when Valentina th- says that, we could get the breaking. I mean, it was pretty,
3: yeah. it was pretty big. I think uh, it was a little late like delayed. two hours later. I think I'm currently cashing zero of them. Why? You have Kai Car France. Yo, yeah, yeah. Like yeah that's what I'm saying. Currently, oh, the, oh, yeah, currently z- but the like year I feel like you're trending
1: in the right direction for Kai's a few. Kai's got
3: a chance. Ioanna has a chance. I have Yiri at like plus two hundred. If, if Kai um, wins interim, does that count? No. Nah. It does um, he has to be undisputed. I wonder if it'd be a push. Huh. I feel like if he had an interim belt. Wait, is that is that legit? Yeah, I don't I don't think it would count. Wow being interim. That sucks because he might be a champion.
1: Are there any that you're completely out of the game for? Like that this guy is nowhere near the title?
3: I would have to I would have to go back and look. Uh
1: I don't think oh, I, feel, so. I feel like I feel like we can have a uh mid-season report here. We're approaching the mid-season
3: mark. Yeah, here. Let me uh goodness gracious. Yeah, while he does
2: that, let me just say that yeah, I'm goes. not that interested in Valentina versus 135ers anymore.
3: Oh, I would love to Wait, try and see Wait, 35ers or 25ers? 25ers? 35-ers. Oh. What? Wow. I would love to see that.
2: I just, I don't think that that's the right weight class for her. I'm not interested in it.
3: Shevchenko Nunez 3, you wouldn't want to see? Look, I'll watch it.
2: That's fine. But the only reason that we're even talking about it is because of the lack of competition at 125. It's not because Valentina is somebody we've been dying to see go back up again. I don't care. Shevchenko
1: Nunez, everyone wants to see that
2: fight. Really? Yeah, we've been talking about it for like two years. Yeah, but again, it's only because of the lack of competition at 125. It's not because we're dying to see Valentina go up. I really don't... I don't need to see her at 35 again. Now, if you're giving me that option... If you're giving me that option versus somebody at 125 who she's going to smoke again, like, yeah, I mean, I'll go with you on it. But I don't... I'm not compelled by that. I'm really not. I don't think she's a 135-er. I think she's in the weight class she belongs in. I don't think... I don't think she'd be a tough... She uh, she beat Pena rather convincingly. She could get that second title. Yeah. I mean, it's different. It's different going up to 35.
3: Um... I want to see it. I selfishly want I'm to I'm okay it. with it.
2: Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not like, ugh, like, you know, I wouldn't watch it. I am. Of course I'll watch it, and it's fine. But it, again, it's only it's only coming from a so place of So you'd rather see her versus being, another,
1: like, being nothing. faceless flyweight? I mean, in fairness, flyweight is slowly but surely getting a little more interesting. Let's see what Misha does. All right. Mano Furo. all right. Alexa Grasso, all right. But,
2: I mean, her Caitlin's just... Caitlin. Let me be clear. I am not saying I would rather see a 125-er who doesn't belong in there with her uh, as opposed to the Nunez fight. But what I'm saying is I'm not interested in Valentina at 135. So after the Nunez fight or after the Pena fight, then what? Like, I'm not interested in her being the 35-pound champion because I don't think that's her weight class. You'd rather see... It's, you're talking about one fight, and th- but then what are the consequences of that? I would rather History. see her just keep at 25. What for, about... What about her, her, but what about the rest of the division?
1: Yeah, but honestly, in this case with flyweight... Maybe her going up allows that division to, to have evolve, populate. Momentum. You'd rather see Shevchenko Chukagian, too? This I just literally for? told you that I, I would not ask.
2: rather <laughs> see it. I literally yeah. just told you this. <laughs> Shevchenko. Chukagian
1: the words came two out of my Moon mouth. Is
3: Shevchenko three.
1: I, I this is, uh, of all the crazy takes, this is up You there.
3: know, I'm I'm so
2: sick of this. <laughs> I'm so sick. I'm so <laughs> sick of the this is the worst take when you disagree with something I say. It's so lazy. <laughs> Wait, it's to so you? Lazy. To you? Yeah. Oh, it's, I just did. So I lazy. it's lazy. It's lazy. It's, this is the worst take. This is the worst take since this and then these like little bottom feeder internet regurgitators just like latch onto it and say the same thing. It's so the lazy. Fork and knife. Hot it's oh, so good. it lacks ah. such critical thinking. It's so boring. It's so boring. All right, I got that. I got the midway season yeah. report. Did yeah. you
1: have a hot dog last week at Costco?
2: <laughs> <laughs> at Costco, yes, <laughs> you did. No, did. no, no you so just broke now you're it it using info that I dropped in the chat. This, this, I no, did no, no. have.
1: The question was Costco. No, 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 it, was no. it was a it was Nathan's hot dog. It wasn't. Yeah. Oh, I told right. you in yes. the
2: chat that I went to Costco <laughs> yes, yes, yes. and had a hot dog, but it was with my daughter. And it was definitely not eaten with a fork. But he was eyes. sitting there <laughs> nervous as hell. <that> <laughs> but once, once, once the story started with like, I saw New York Rick eating a hot dog, I, my, I, like, up. I was oh, like, wait a snap. minute. Wait a minute. Where is this going? And then no, they they had the facts all wrong, and they just he
1: completely
3: fabricated that story. Weird. Just a weird. Just the a facts weird one. all wrong. I think it was just completely made up. Yeah, just just completely made <laughs> up.
2: Uh, sorry, GC. All, all right, mid-season
3: report. We got Yiri, uh plus two seventy-five, so that's alive. Kai Kara-France plus sixteen hundred alive. Islam plus two forty alive. Wow. Yeah. Hamza Welterweight. I don't know if he's going to get the shot before yeah. year's end.
1: I mean, he gets bad. one more. He gets one uh, more.
3: Valentina plus eight hundred bantamweight, Joanna plus thirty five hundred strawweight, Marina Rodriguez plus seven hundred strawweight. That that might be the um, one. Yeah, yeah, but you hedge that one. No, I mean right. that might well, be I'll the one that on has it. no chance. Uh, no, you want to know no chance. Uh, I did take Gunn and uh, John Jones. Mm. Some sprinkles on heavyweight there.
1: Uh. Rock, you know what? I'm not Fox. ready to, to
2: to rule that one out either.
3: These are all at big odds, though. So if I can, if I can just get like two or three of these, yeah. we're right. going to be looking pretty.
2: Rodriguez, like if they're in need of a fight, somebody falls off. Like she's game. Like I could see a scenario where she slides into a fight just because she's always ready. And the problem game. is, if
1: Rose would have won, she'd have had it. Now yeah. that Rose lost, Joanna's in the mix. John For sure. is in the mix. For sure. So many it's other people difficult, in the
2: mix. But what? Let's say they book the strawweight title fight. Somebody falls off last minute. First name on that list. Marina Hobbes. First name to call to like fill in.
3: Joanna right. y- wins next month. I think it's going to be Marina or Joanna next and we we might get a shot before the year's over. Yeah,
2: I don't I don't hate it. She is she is really game. And that's and that's mm-hmm. where we'll If Joanna
1: wins
3: year. next month, I think it's going to be Joanna yeah, Carla, for sure. which is for better. Sure. That's better. Yeah. that's way better. I yeah, mean, I'm sitting on Joanna at plus 3500. Uh Islam hoping that hoping that gets booked. I mean, you're going to Yeah, you're you're probably going to get that by the end of the year for sure. Plus two forty, good. I would love the, the that. The only that curveball
1: if they make him fight Benil, but it doesn't look yeah. like that's going to be the case. They threw that exciting. out there and now
3: they took it back. Hopefully, we can cash one or two of these. I feel Here's like it's a good spot sick. for
1: like at least three or four right now. Like <sighs> yeah. really good spot. Yeah, fingers crossed. So look at it, you.
2: I mean, it's just better business. Why would they make him fight Benil? That never made sense. That never
1: made sense. They didn't like the whole. You know, it just
2: didn't make sense. It's bad business. No, I know. I'm Here's fine with Here's your punishment. It. Like we're gonna do a fight that we don't really want to do. Come on.
1: I will say, though, Charles should fight in Brazil. If they really are going to Brazil in December, he should fight in Brazil. Agree with that. And Khabib, to his credit, said, we'll go to Brazil, no problem. They just want the shot.
2: Of course. I'm just
1: saying, like, it means you have to wait a little longer, blah, blah, blah. I don't think he cares. That fight would be massive. True or false. (laughs) In Brazil. uh, In Brazil Brazil. would be tremendous. And by the way, Khabib is doing a great job of promoting it, too. (laughs) Yes. By all the stuff that he's talking about. He's promoting
2: tough. He's promoting uh, Charles right. versus uh, Islam in Brazil. Promoting I mean, the He's MMA the number hour. one promoter in the USA right now. I know. Right he's now. watching
1: our show. He's taking all our stories. Um,
2: <laughs> eh, I don't know about that one.
1: Why? Why? He responded to a thing on the show. Yeah, yeah. You're going to try to take credit for him looking eh, at the- I mean, it was the social media. I, I mean, that's- It that's, was our
2: great graphic by Jose by way, Youngs. Let's, that's let's the bit. Let's call it what the it is. The bit is
1: me completely ignoring the obvious <laughs> and saying that <laughs> no, he's I, watching I, the show. Oh, I,
2: I didn't get that one at mm. first.
1: I would I would say that he uh you know he's a great promoter of events but never seen him. Never met him. Never met him.
3: Uh true or false Glover Teixeira does he fight in 2023? I'll let GC go on that one. Oh wow. Yeah, that was a little I didn't know where you were going with that one.
1: Well, because he I said don't know, to I Guilherme
3: guess... I I read the thing. I saw the whole right, thing. Yeah. He said dream we, is this that, you know, New York. this? One more. Yeah. Close it out. And now he's like, yeah, you you guys asked me early, now I feel great. I'm going to say true. I'm going to say he fights in 2023. I think so too. He's the man, by the way. The wine response was (laughs) 10 out
1: of 10. The Hennessy. No, but if he wins on June 11th and then he wins again, let's say he gets the New York thing, which I don't know if they put him in New York, but yeah, Yeah. he deserves it.
2: I mean, they could just do him in December in Brazil if if that's Yeah, like if if they're doing Brazil,
1: I mean, oof. Yeah. He would
3: have to
2: take that over New York, right?
1: I mean, his whole life is here now.
3: Yeah, that's true. He's he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's never fought in New York before. Guy. He's had a chance
1: yeah. to fight in. Uh, and it in seemed Brazil. very.
2: I think what he was telling Guillermo and what he said to you again, that's a fairy tale, right? Yeah. If yeah. that happens, it'd be yeah. hard for him to go. Man, do I really want to do this? go into camp again, do this thing? Like I could leave on a storybook right now. I just don't think he's ready to say that definitively. But if it happens, yeah, I could see it. I'll say, yeah. But here's the thing: I have Yuri winning that fight know, so it'd be, yeah, it throws a
1: can whole can i can i say what that. i think happens yeah. i think that if he beats yuri and then he goes to end of the year and wins that he's not walking away he fought way too hard way too long to get to this point you ain't leaving you could say it's not about the money all you want you're just not going to walk away i have a hard time believing it yeah. that being said i could see a scenario let's say yuri unfortunately knocks him out or something where he says all right i'm good like what am I? What am yeah. I going to do well,
2: yeah. again? Like the Holly Holm thing. What's left? Like Glover has. Or maybe done it he all.
1: asks for a retirement fight in New York, yeah. and he says the next one. Uh, I could see. Basically,
2: that. if he loses the
1: belt on June 11th, I could see him not fighting past 23. If he wins on June 11th and remains 20,
2: champ, just for clarity, you're saying 2023, obviously. Yeah, like fights. Sorry, yeah. past yeah.
1: 2022 into 2023. Yeah. Um. If he wins and keeps it, I don't see him walking away as champion.
2: Yeah, make, it makes sense to me. I, th- it also obviously depends how it goes, right? It's a, it's a close fight. All of a sudden, they just do um, a rematch on it. You know, there's all kinds of scenarios where this plays out and and everything gets affected. I think rightfully, like I think we're putting a clock on it because we know how long he's been fighting and because of his age, but he doesn't have a clock on it. You know, he's just going to figure this out as it goes, and and I think he has the right to do that.
3: Or instead of New York, retirement fight, where he lives right now. Connecticut. Connecticut. They do it at baby. the XL Center in Hartford, oh, Connecticut. That's where they close oh. it out.
2: Fight night, Hartford. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they,
1: they, they can go to the, uh, the, the Mohegan Center. Sun or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mohegan. Yeah. They don't Just go to, to Mohegan. They go to the other one. What's the other one? Fox Foxwoods. Foxwoods. They've been yeah, to yeah, Foxwoods. I've been there once. It was not Eat. bad. Yeah. The wonder of it all. Wow, look at you. You know that,
2: commercial? Take jingle. a
1: chance. Make it happen. Pop a cork. Finger snapping. You know that? Oh, you really yeah. know it. Yeah. Yeah. They do have, have it all. <laughs> yes. It's always let's on, like, it. Knicks games and stuff. Yes, yeah, that's right. Um, have you ever been? Yes. I went to the, the great card there, the Jacare one. Overeem fought on it. Travis oh, Brown. Wow. They
2: did a card with those guys at Foxwoods? Yo. Wow.
1: You forgetting? Not only did they do a card at Foxwoods, Bellator did a card at Mohegan same night.
3: Wow. Connecticut for was, United. like, that like, was for like real? Yes. Connecticut I'm completely was blocking
2: this out of my head. That is crazy to me. It they was did the a, same they night. Did a, they did a Mohegan versus Foxwoods. Oh, head so to UFC, head. So UFC loaded it up because of that, right? Like on a Friday like,
1: to boot. It was something where I think that, um, yeah, here it is right here. It was something where I think Bellator had something big, some sort of, like, return, debut.
3: Yeah. And UFC was like nah. Yeah, UFC Fight Night 50 on September 5th, same day as nearby Bellator 123, <laughs> on this, a head-to-head interstate battle. Oh,
2: that sucks. That sucks.
3: Yo, they did load it up. Listen to this Fight yeah. Night uh, main card: Musasi against
1: Jacare. Yeah. Rothwell Overeem, Mitrione, yeah. Derek Lewis, Joe Lozon, Michael Chiesa. That was oh, the main man. card. Oh man. Moraga was on the undercard. Ally Aquinta on the undercard. Your boy Chris Yo. Comosi on the undercard. Yeah, okay. All right. Wait, wait, no what more. about Matt Mitrion knocking out Derek Lewis that night in 41 seconds? Wow.
2: Yeah. <laughs> How about yeah. that? Say no more. UFC was like, nah, we're not losing. We're not losing the casino wars here.
1: I for, now I will admit I forget who fought on the Bellator one. I think Michael Chandler might have fought on the Bellator.
3: Yeah, let's find out. GC, what one, do you got? He has it. it. Bellator it 123. Hey, I can't do the numbers for Bellator. Yeah, I found it. What? You're not. You're not. No, I don't. It's yes, quick do on it. the draw. No, I don't do it. I don't do it. All right, here we go. Patricio like a- Pitbull and okay. Daniel Strauss. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good fight. Yeah, it was a big one. Yeah, I'm trying to get the full card. Yeah, MMA fighting not loading. All right,
1: here we go. Great website, though. King Mo against uh, Dustin Jacoby. Tam Dan McCrory against Brendan Ward. Bobby Lashley against Josh Burns. Check Congo against LeVar Big Johnson.
2: Okay, so they were trying to load it up, too. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair play to him. Yeah, that's interesting. That oh, it was Pat
1: Kern against Patricia Pitbull. That's right. It aired live on Spike TV on a Friday.
3: Oh, Dustin the, Jacoby.
1: The event marked the first time Bellator and their rival UFC have had live shows go against each other. Additionally, both were held in the same state in venues located within <laughs> miles a, of each other.
2: I can't believe I, I, I. I you have don't remember no this? No memory of this. I completely blocked this out. Have they ever gone head to head since? Yeah, of course. You mean in the same state? No, no, like same night. UFC and Bellator? Where
1: the hell yeah. have you been?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) they they go Saturdays all the time now.
1: Now, the same state is a good question.
2: But don't – and correct me if I'm wrong here. Isn't it usually staggered, though? It will usually be like a Bellator is on like after UFC. It's not usually like head-to-head, head-to-head. Well,
1: Well, in the ESPN era, Bellator often will have 10 p.m. main cards for their shows and UFC is like on a fight night. They'll never go up against a pay-per-view. But UFC will have like a 7 p.m. Yeah. one, so it usually wow. ends. You know, like this uh, is like
3: as head to head as it gets. Yeah, though, what we're oh, it was nuts here. It was not. Gar- Steve Garcia on that Bellator card. He's going to be on UFC 275. Wow. I didn't even know Connecticut was a state in 2014. <laughs> wow.
2: Jesus, shots fired.
1: Uncasville, Connecticut, and the other one was uh, what was it? It was called um, Uncasville. Yeah.
3: I'll be there soon.
1: M- Mass. And Tucket. Mass. And is where Foxwoods is.
3: Wow, that's wild.
1: Yeah, that was a fun time. Uh, speaking of cards, UFC 277 officially announced. Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunes is official, as we already told you. That's the main event. The co-main is Brandon Moreno versus Kaikar France. Interim flyweight title fight. Derek Lewis against Sergey Pavlovich. Uh, Paulo Costa versus Luke Rockhold. Magomed Ankalaya versus Anthony Smith. And I do Good want card. to send my condolences to Anthony, who lost his mother recently. Um, not a bad main card for July 30th. Two pay-per-views in one month is tough, I think. That's up. a great card. Yeah, it's it's great, but
3: I'm Anthony Smith opening the main card too. I'm pretty
1: excited for that one. Oh, the the five pack is tremendous. Rockhold yeah. Costa, I hope happens. Jeez, oh, yeah. oh man, the heat between them is tremendous. I love Costa, the... Costa giving you some love on Twitter. Hallowani, <laughs> 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 <honey. laughs> what a character! But uh, no, Rockhold said, "Likes you better show up B I T C H or something." Here's the thing, though: seventy-five dollars. It's seventy-five now, right? Yes. Yeah. Within the span of two, uh, four weeks, twenty-eight yeah, days, yeah, hundred fifty uh,
3: bucks.
2: Yeah, but here's the thing:
1: the second you, one
2: always suffers. And then, pay? if they do Diaz Hamzad on August twentieth or something like that, it's gonna suffer. Well, that's the thing. Do you skip another one down the line and just get You're that one skip in July? The get the get the get the two in July. You yeah. Know? Well, the next one will be August twentieth, and that one is uh, okay. TBD. But maybe you skip September. Maybe you skip. You know what I mean? Like you, you know. That one's pretty good. I I, I think that one... Really annoying how I said the UFC wanted
1: Usman Edwards on that, and everyone ran was saying, I reported it, running yeah. to this guy, that guy. Yeah. I, don't know I mean, like, get out of here with this. It's crazy, these people. Um, same night as SummerSlam as well, July 30th. I don't know if that is going to factor into things different audiences right they don't yeah. they,
2: they seem to be going head to head more and more right yes like, they don't, money in they, the bank same night as 276 is that affecting Somerset. any i don't i don't really know same night same city it's going to be like shades bellator, of
1: bellator, bellator ufc 2014, bellator, 2014. i will be at money in the bank in the same city and not at the ufc event no. wait uh, a back. minute you're, you, not, you're not gonna get allowed? to watch
3: 276 oh yeah you're right I'm are you
1: allowed i don't think you're allowed i have to go in under uh <laughs> A disguise. Different name. Yeah. What's Whatever the fake name? Costa said. You can yeah, go yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh am I uh, am I gonna watch two seventy six you said? No. Mm. B- because the thing is the lifting is very light for the WWE event. I could watch it and by the time like yeah. it will end at ten thirty.
3: Okay, yeah. There's yeah. still gonna be two and a half yeah, 276 hours. Two seventy six card is. Yeah, it's nice.
1: But I will be there at it's Allegiant good. and not at the uh the UFC event. How weird is that? Yeah. Weird times. So two hundred seventy seven officially announced um, and one last thing I wanted to bring up before we go to the social media expert. How do we feel yeah, about man. the whole uh, Michelle Pajeta, Mozvedal? I mean, like...
2: Yeah, it feels like a... Not, it, look, it's good. Internet drama. I think Michelle is getting what he wanted out of that, right? Like, mm-hmm. he wanted Mozvedal's attention. He got Masvidal's attention. He left some details out of the story of Did the Did it retelling. backfire, though? No, because I think ultimately, like, if my wife or my significant other sent that message, like I'd be like, I don't care. Like,
1: what was the message again? Like, good luck or well, we something. We have the receipt Let's right here. Oh, we Kill have it. it. Thank you. Let's Kill go. To the, it. You got uh, this. Uh, What do we got? What, what do we got? Let's
3: go to the uh, the screen here.
2: No, I don't think it backfired. Is my answer.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. we got the picture right here. If we can go to it, uh, Mosvidol coming in, chirping them. Okay, so what is? I can't read that. What did she say? So she she says, "Kill it, you got this." Responding to one of his stories, he sends back the prayer emoji.
1: Now, important to note: at the press conference, Paeheda just said, "Yo," he slid in the DMs and said he didn't mention the first message.
3: Right? He did not mention the first message. She also had mentioned him. Yes, I saw in that. Thank you for bringing that up. Story Please, can you just go
1: back to that real quick? You know, I, I'm happy you mentioned that there's a one, it expires after 24 yeah. hours, right? But you can see it right yeah. there, the receipt. When is that? Like July a year 11th, ago.
3: 2020. And then she responds to one of his stories on March 17th, 2021. And then he hits her with the prayer emoji. Now she comes back.
1: Okay, well, he wrote, How crazy a world and how far has society fallen that this idiot, Michelle Pajeda? who beat our HDL? I mean, we're not taking sides here, but, you know, it's just, uh, would use his wife to hopefully one day get a paycheck <laughs> and create a fake narrative to try and get a fight with me when clearly he sees she slid in my DM. Wishing you guys the best. Hashtag. Marriage counselor. Hashtag. Now, what's interesting about this is, um, how did Paheta know that he wrote that, even? Like, did she write to him and then all of a sudden he writes back the prayer emoji and then she's like, Could you believe this? Jorge
2: Masvidal wrote me back and All right, let's not hey, we're spe- we're speculating here in a way that, that <laughs> doesn't mean, this, need to be done. Let me let me shut that down for a second. What this is he brought it out. Yes, but it's possible that like she was just like, Oh, Jorge Masvidal responded to me. Like it and doesn't have to be
3: Or he took her phone and started going through it. Or he took
2: her there's a lot of a lot there's a here. lot of there's different a lot. things. I'm sorry. But Those were a lot. the most
3: benign messages of all. She time. came back with a pretty serious message just over a uh, prayer emoji sent. A real statement. Okay. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. I need to. I need to step in here for wait. A second. <laughs> MMA fighting posted it. I mean, I, yes. I'm seeing this all through no, your but feed. Connor
2: just said she came back with a very serious statement for just an emoji. That's not what the reaction. The statement is in reaction to the, re- the statement is in, in is in reaction to all the people online who are talking. First of all, the term yes. slide into DMs is being used mm-hmm. very like liberally right now. Sure. She didn't like, he didn't slide into her DMs, she didn't slide into his DMs with the implications that people are talking about. These were very benign messages. Do we
1: it to have her statement, just for the record?
3: I feel like it's I, only fair. I can read it. I can't put it up on the screen, unfortunately. Okay, go ahead. Just, yeah. I just you know, I want to have this whole story. Yeah, yeah, I should have had this one right. Society is always looking for excitement and unfortunately drama sells, twisting the narrative to create a story that is false. I have never and would never do anything to disrespect my marriage or my husband. This account, as you can see, is a business account, and way more than one person has access to it. This is not even the way I would speak. Not to mention, it is from years ago and before I even knew Michelle. Michelle and I would appreciate respect as we are starting a family together. There's lots of hatred in this world, and we do not need to add to it. Peace and love to all of you. Uh, Great shout-out to Ringo Starr. Yeah, the fact fact that it was before she even met, Oh, Michelle it? makes it... Oh, really? That's, I it, mean, that, that's a very interesting... I mean... That makes it moot point. Like, you can... like Nothing
2: is happening here. But and her response is to right. the response. Okay, but can I just say yeah, the part that I feel like right. none of us are talking about? He brought it up! He yes, brought it up yes. as a <laughs> reason the to make it a fight is. with yeah. the guy. Okay, but look, we're talking about it now. If brought it up, yeah. or if she brought it up, he's the one that brought it up. We're talking about it now, the internet is talking about it, as I said at the very top. He got his wish. He got what he wanted. He wanted Masvidal's attention. Got Masvidal's it? attention. Was it yeah, worth it? Nothing is going to happen. Yeah, you kind of I mean the, there is no world where those are inappropriate messages sent back and forth. It was I'm, literally I don't the think most so. so my point is like there's no negative fallout. The only fallout is Masvidal now has atten- his uh, he has Masvidal's attention. People are talking about it. People are like, "Hey, I wouldn't mind seeing that fight." He did what he needed to you do. You want to and see it, that fight? It made it. T- I'm not mad at it. Well, okay, so who, who, Masvidal fight
1: two. I still maintain it should be Masvidal-Connor. I like it. That would also
2: be I ain't mad about Michelle. That means
3: a big jump. Shevchenko, of... Chukagian two, or Michelle Masvidal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, this from uh,
1: Casey, our good friend Casey Lydon. 1-0 to as an amateur yes, fighter. Yes, 1-0, soon to be two. Um, Eric Jackman is crazy today. Val fight at 135 for the belt
2: is up there with the Ronda to take. Wow. Again, everybody just, these nonsense, <laughs> like, I don't, uh, man, I'm tempted to t- go into this Ronda it, but I don't, I don't really want to. Uh, um, come I'm on, tempted. it's been years of I'm abuse. Tempted. <laughs> I'm tempted. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm tempted to, to mount the defense, it. but I don't I don't want to open that can of worms. Okay. Well, uh, What I'll say about that. Again, I'm no problem to, to answer Casey directly. I have no problem with Val going up and fighting for the belt. Fine. Great. Like, that's a fine fight. But... I don't think Valentina is a 135-er. I don't think that helps the 135-pound division any. Um, and she's doing fine at 125 to keep that division going. Like, this is not one of those scenarios. Like, I'll give you an example. Alex Volkanovsky is eventually going to leave 145. That's, that's a given. He will eventually leave 145. If he moves up and gives a competitive effort and wants to fight at 155, I'm into it. The other part of the equation is Valentina fought at 135. This is not some new... Scenario: She fought Amanda Nunes at 135 twice and yeah, lost. Yeah, but she's champion 125
1: sh- going up, trying to get a second title.
2: It's it's all theatrics. Story. It's yeah, it's fine. It's one fight. I'm fine with it. It's not. It doesn't help the division. Um, and you your point about it could help 125 to just have her out of there and get some contenders. I'll grant you that one. I'll Thank take you. that. But does she stay at 135 even? That's the question. Does oh, that I, I does that, that, that last long you. enough?
1: Right. She said that's too far down the line. It, All right, okay, fair enough. So that that's the point. Like I don't want you to feel it, attacked here. It's
2: <laughs> it's a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you, you You've definitely fostered an environment where I'm That in is attack. so
1: <laughs> not true. Um, I would never do that. I mean, come on, the Ronda one. This is not up there with the Ronda one.
2: Oh god, do you, you I ta- really want to go in uh, Okay, I'm not going to. Uh, I don't even know what you could possibly I'm just, say. I'm just saying what I could possibly say later. here is I was a little bit earlier on the mental health side of things than than you, who is a big proponent now. Oh. And I feel like it's been unfairly kind of portrayed. Wow. like He was let's, hipster let's, on the mental we, health. We could talk about <laughs> Anderson Silva getting your comeback of the year after getting sparked in all his MMA fights. Wait. um, Yeah, comeback of the year and won. In boxing, right? Yeah, two fights <laughs> he, he win- won. He reinvented himself. Did, how'd he do in MMA? He didn't
1: fight in MMA last year. Yeah, so I mean like... What are you talking about? He won. Your whole
2: thing... Anyway, Wait, I, I don't want to go down that
1: Nah, is the Comeback Fighter of the Year, is you could go down that way if you want to say... You're, I, I think what you're trying to imply is that I'm like a hypocrite or something.
2: I'm and not trying to imply you're a hypocrite. What I'm saying is, there were reasons that I gave that award that have been kind of like washed away now. it's It's been represented as like, wow, she lost her fight. Well, that was what you were saying. <laughs> I, th- I think it's been oversimplified. In order to warrant
1: the award, you have to show some kind of fortitude, have some kind
2: of success. Yeah, and I think she was a corpse. Again, I don't want to re- relitigate that. In the fight, yes. I want to... All I'm saying... Oh God, I, I'm defending a take I had years
0: ago. <laughs> no, uh, it's that's not... That's why that I didn't want to I'm open sorry. this can kind of worms.
1: By the
2: way, the mental health she, thing, she was battle
1: Like, she had not conquered anything. So how could you be comeback if you haven't overcome? I think
2: that she probably did not want to take that fight. I think that... I think that... um she came into that fight. This is a participation trophy. Thank you for showing up. That's what you're saying. You I think showed she over, up. I think she overcame some mental hurdles to get into the cage and fight there. Again, fight, she didn't perform well. Right. See, see. What? No, she overcame,
1: but she didn't show up. So at some point, it was not a. The comeback it, has to be like. it went to, People talk it about ha- the greatest I, comeback I, I in like, NBA history and NFL history. These are awarded to people that overcome. Right and succeed, have some level of success. There was no success, other than showing up, literally showing well, up, not showing doing a single interview, in the, in not talking to that, anyone. In the case
2: of that, looking different, looking shell shocked before the fight okay, even started. Here's, what, here's how I'm going to end this. In hindsight, would I have ever done that again? No, because of the long-lasting. Ah, uh, like, not what not has been. forget
1: about the. By the way, I'm so happy that you did it because of the long lasting. I know, I know. But I
3: know, I love how you said, "I'm going to end this." Like it's going to in go retrospect. Away after this. No, no. The, the reason why you shouldn't have on. done okay. it
1: was because she wasn't the rightful winner of said award.
2: I don't. Do you even remember what who the one was?
1: I wish I could remember. Let's see, 2016. Um, that is kind of a funny footnote that no one seems to remember who the actual winner. Yeah,
2: because again, this, the, the, the the facts of this have been smudged a little bit. My point is, I don't really agree with that. I think she was battling some demons there. Um, and I think there was there was here's what I'll say. There was an element of bravery shown in taking that fight. That that's all I'll say. And going to that fight is that
1: worthy of comeback fighter of the year? For me,
2: it was that year. For me, it was that year. And I, and and again, my point and and I made the point at the time. It was I was pointing to that. I was pointing to that. Obviously, the performance sucked. I get it. Amanda Nunes starched her. I understand. Like that was not that was not the point. But if in hindsight, would I would I <laughs> would I pick that again and try to and try to get that take out there? Probably not. But it was a it was a it was a mental health focused thing. It was not because of the performance, obviously. Like I, th- I think that has been lost over the how how many years ago is that now?
1: 2016. By the way, check out this guest list for the uh, 2016 yeah. MMA yeah. Hour Awards: Chuck Mendenhall, Mike Dolce, Cody Garbrandt. Was he
2: like trainer? Oh. Of yeah. the Cody Garbrandt, Mike? who had just
1: beaten uh, yeah. Dominic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tony Ferguson. Oh, wow. And Khabib Nurmagomedov. Wow. <laughs> and by the way, the Khabib, was, the Khabib one was when he hadn't fought in a while. And I remember it. He was in a restaurant when he did this. And everyone was like, stop having this guy on. <laughs> yes, stop. Yes, he's, yes, yes. he's made of glass. <laughs> yep. Enough of Khabib. Now he's everybody's goat. Now he's everyone's goat. Uh, uh, I'm seeing like... Various things. Uh, Tim Elliott, I think, because he was part of that tough season where he came back and got the title shot. He
2: was the comeback? Is that what you remember when they brought back um Yeah, and that's a good one. That's a good answer. I I mean, agree? Yeah, because he won something. Yeah, see that doesn't that doesn't <laughs> hold water with me. You 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 uh you picked a boxer for your comeback guy Come on, he's not a Come boxer. On. Anderson Come on. was a boxer. Come on. Oh, wait a minute. you t- so now you're telling me Anderson has big appeal, huh? He's, yeah. He's a he's a draw, he's somebody that people care about.
1: Yes, yeah. in two thousand and uh, yeah. freaking ten. By the way, we'll we'll end it on this note, uh, and perhaps we should all be watching Tough. Have you guys been watching Tough? I'm no. gonna get around to it. Yeah, right. Know. You're gonna get around to it. We said we had know. this discussion last. Some, week. You yeah, gotta around, pay him.
2: Remember, so. just throw some money at yeah. yeah. him. And this from it.
1: Jedi. Uh, actually, it kind of blows my mind in, in a way. He's right. Tough is doing open scoring. Wait, what? The fights are only two rounds. After two rounds, if it's tied, they go to the third round. Uh huh.
2: That's
3: not technically Moda, modified. It's kind
1: of open scoring.
3: It's yeah. not modified. The
1: fight I actually is over feel like tough deserves a lot not, of credit oh, for being this
3: visionaries. Is, oh God! All right, get out of here. <laughs> we're, we're done. This is. I think
1: we should all start watching
2: tough. We're gonna do breakdowns on Wednesday. Show. When is if,
1: tough air? Yes. If, yeah. If, yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. It? I, if we if we start doing breakdowns, I'm down to watch it. All all right. If
2: ever there was a point that open scoring has been implemented and has been insignificant. That was it right there. You just you just proved the point.
3: Can you bet?
1: Can you bet on tough? Nah. No. No, because it's, it's, it's tape, recorded. Right? That'd
3: yeah. be very PFLS. Oh boy. Ooh, I like that. I like that. That was nice. Rim shot or, or gunshot? What are we doing Something? on that one? No. This guy's right. No. <laughs> <What? laughs> wow. Oh yeah. Frankie. You crushing a prime right now? Who me, yeah. It's
1: kind of Oh, did he
2: did he kill the music?
1: nice no no you could have gone with the music it was yeah, go fine with the music yeah we got nothing to do Commit hey shout to out it. to aljamain sterling uh received a hero's welcome in his hometown parade over in uh nassau county how about that a lot of haters very upset we as could, a
2: native long islander yeah look at you my man aljamain is that Anybody close go. to where you live
3: yeah we uh, all should have gone, gone. <laughs> Um, yes, it, it is close to where I live. We should have done We should
1: the show from live there. show. Yes. yes, live show from the parade.
3: We messed We're up. We're coming
1: at you live from Uniondale High School in Nassau County. When the Long County. Island
2: event is going, you're more than welcome to to broadcast from my house. It's a little that'd echoey as, as we've, uh, yeah, as we've yeah. Can we
1: fix but... that, Frank. What's going on with the microphone? Yeah, now I feel like we did no, the music you know too what? soon.
2: Yes, I have to say something. <laughs> I sound check with Frank and Joe every it's time, so horrendous. I don't want to hear. So I don't want to hear any blaming me for the mic quality. Frank, audio guy. Can we fix audio this? guy right here?
3: Did you, did you get furniture in your house? Yet? No furniture in the house. That's I do. the problem. I, I got that the couch. Was, remember? That was cavernous last time, but it'll get better. We sound checked. Yeah. Are we just much. gonna re-rack this music again?
1: No, I think we're just gonna play it out we'll go to this camera it's weird to play it out with
0: that.
1: <laughs> bye guys um yeah we'll see you on wednesday the audio has been a little comsi si com sa but it's been a great day my friends wow Mary pujanowski pujanowski Mary pujanowski i'm trying to reprogram my brain 20 years of saying pujanowski it's pujanowski why didn't anyone correct me thank you very much to him thank you very much to glover to and Valentina Shevchenko. Good luck to them on June 11th. And thank you very much to Chase Hooper. Great stuff. Remember, we're back on Wednesday, my friends. Same time and place. Until then, we say peace. we here.